do you, bam, we're live. Do you know how hard it was, Brian, to sit here and not say one thing, make one elephant boy comment the entire time? I've been back here for three minutes talking to John. What the fuck happened to you? Did you get stung by a bee? No, I didn't get stung by a bee. A, a barbell uh, fell on you. A plate, you're, something overhead? Me, me and Brian had a disagreement. And um, <clears throat> yeah, he's much tougher than he looks. Brian only hits kids. What? What? <laughs> so I, uh, I, I woke up yesterday morning and um, started scratching my neck really hard. Uh, I like, woke up real fast. I told my wife something was wrong. And she was like, it was probably just a mosquito. I was like, it's not, no, this is not what a mosquito feels like. And then I, w- I went to the bathroom, saw my face was a little bit messed up and uh, went back to my bed. A little bit. To, uh, to look at, and nothing was in my bed. And then I lifted up my pillow and there was a whole bunch of fire ants underneath my pillow. Oh, shit. And uh, I was just getting ate up by fire ants. <laughs> by the back of my neck got really... Uh, but John is such a good dude. You know what he said? Thank God it was my side and not yours, honey. Yeah, that's exactly what I said. She didn't get bit once. I don't know how it does how it happens, but what state is that? Texas. I don't even think we have those in California. Well, maybe up in up in northern California or closer to the border. Not not where I'm at. It was it was quite traumatizing. I will say. <laughs> so one bit you on your eyelid. Yeah, this is what I looked like in the morning, yesterday morning. That doesn't even look like you. Don't let anyone yeah. – who took that picture? Fire them. <laughs> it was, it was <laughs> Excuse me. That's his photographer, his personal photographer. He asked yeah. him to be the first thing in the morning when he wakes up just in case. <laughs> yep. My goodness. Uh, this morning I woke up to uh, fuckhead Chase Ingram <laughs> sending me this picture he said, this is what Bill uh, Bill Grundler looks like, and this is what I look like. I'll let you figure out which one I am. I, you, I love Nick Nolte. Uh, one of my favorite roles he ever played in is a movie called Peaceful Warrior. War, uh, just Warrior? He's great. Also Warrior, yes, he's very great in that. You're right. I, I, what, what, I, I must have like body dysmorphia or something. I just look at myself and I look just like just like a, a little older version of a seventeen year old me. I'm a, I'm not even that like really do I look that old? Look at it, my neck's still tight and shit. <laughs> my the fuck are you guys tight. looking at? My hair is still thick. I'm still like, what are you guys looking at? Look you at look John. Great, you look great. Thank you. The swelling. You just want me to stop talking about myself. The swelling comes from being scarred, scared, scared, scary. Scared. The swelling comes from being scared of Brian. Must be what it is. He saw the my swelling could come yeah. from my attraction to Brian. I'll tell you that. <clears throat> Thank you, Magnus. Wow, Magnus, and you don't even say nice shit. That's awesome. Wow. I'm no, just- I had a I had a guy convinced at my gym, totally convinced that uh, I had taken up UFC. I told him this is my first fight for UFC, and he, he's a, he's a little bit nice. There's a girl at my gym who's a black belt in jujitsu, and. Uh, I told him I've been working with her and then uh, I had a fight over the weekend and I made like $3,000 and he started telling people this. And I was like, I'm, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> he I was am totally not fighting. Convinced. Oh, I got some bad badussi. That, that Kate, that could be Kate Hua. That could, oh, not, no, uh, John Young's, <laughs> I got some bad badussi maybe. 
I don't know what that means. I did. You don't want to know. You're a good dude. You're a good dude. Keep, keep, let's keep the show. It clean. doesn't sound good. Uh, before we start, I would like to know some thoughts on three people. If you guys may, you guys okay with that? Before we go into the rogue predictions. Is it Nick Nolte? No, Chase, no, 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 we're not. We're not past that. Okay. No. Uh, what's the deal with Haley Adams? Has she made any announcements yet? Is she still? Oh, I just at- talked to her yesterday. Oh, tell me, tell me what's going on. We talked, just talked about Post Malone though. Oh, uh, in your DMs or you were texting or you called her? Yeah. Or- yeah. I had an opportunity to go to see Post Malone. Thanks to Patrick Clark a couple of weeks ago. She was, uh, I think went a couple of nights ago. Um, so I just sent her a message about that and, it's pretty good. I would encourage people to go if they can uh, find a way. And did you ask, is she, is she still training at Mayhem? I think she's, I think she is still training at Mayhem. I don't know what programming she's doing. <clears throat> and I did not ask her. John, any, any thoughts on, uh, Haley? No, okay. I, have not I thought about Haley. asking her because I knew you would ask me, but I decided that I had asked her another time. Okay. I'm going to send, uh, Sousa. It let, let's, Get Haley Adams on. Okay. Um, and uh, Gabriella Magawa. I, I knew you were going to ask about these people, so I did do some research. The things that I had thought were happening with Gabby in the offseason are not happening with Gabby in the offseason, but I don't know what is happening with her. Uh, is she still in, on that island off the coast of Spain? No, I think they've been, her and Christoph have been up in Iceland. <clears throat> they were doing some training with a strong man uh, yesterday. All the athletes are trying to learn how to do that clean and press with the log. It's actually amazing how accessible it seems to be. Seemingly everyone's able to find one. Um, is or is not? Is. I mean, oh. I mean, not everyone, but I've seen, you know, at least half a dozen, maybe upwards of 10 athletes on Instagram who are posting that they're working on this, you know, log thing after the, after Rogue put up the video of Christy doing it. Um Christy Aramo, by the way, also had a really impressive uh, endurance feat the other day in some kind of, uh, I'm not sure marathon. what it was. A was it a marathon? Pace. It was a marathon? Yeah. Yeah. 703 pace for a full marathon. Fair, seven, seven minute pace is sub three hours. And that's what so, she, uh, so she runs good. Yeah. <laughs> Still, I mean, we knew she's a good runner, but it's very impressive. Um, yeah. So, I th- I had th- had thought that, that Gabby was going to make a change this offseason. Now it's it sounds like she's uh, still indecisive. So holding pattern for both of those athletes still. Uh, m- meaning um, you uh, she could still be with uh, John Singleton. Mm-mm. No, I don't think so, and that, I don't think so for that. <clears throat> but what I had thought she was going to do, it sounds like she's reconsidered or seeking other um, opportunities. Oh, okay. So, so which makes me feel good about not, uh, you know, succumbing to your pressure every time and and talking about it out of turn. Well, I'm sure it was to go to Ben Smith. I'm sure, <laughs> I'm sure it was to go to Ben Smith. You didn't need to say. I just know. Everyone wants to live in West Virginia. He's in just regular old Virginia. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I think of all the misinformation that would come out of this show if it wasn't for you, Brian. Uh... Is this guy showing up to the Rogue Invitational? Oh, yeah. He is. Actually, God. I put out my rankings last night, and someone messaged me, and it, it caught me totally off guard. I mean, surely I expect people to have you know, opinions based on what we put, but someone said they wanted to make me a bet that Jeff Adler would beat Roman Krennikov at the Rogue Invitational this year. 
God, he moves. Uh, Adler moves really good, huh? Adler's got to be amongst the, you know, he yeah. he reminds me of Ben Smith and Scott Panchik. He's just like such a good mover, very little wasted movement, extremely efficient. <clears throat> um, and that's why those guys have been so successful. You know, they've built up that those movement patterns that are so effective over time, and they're able to do it at, at a fast pace. I was going to say Hobart. He's yeah. a little different than Hobart. Great mover as well, of course. But but I think that's how Hobart does double. Unders. Hobart doesn't and, and have, you know, he doesn't have multiple top five finishes at the games like those other three guys. Uh, correct. In the individual division. But he's probably accidentally drank out of the same um, uh, shaker as Rich Froney more times than uh, any other human being. Accidentally? Oh, right. You're right. You're right. That was, I sh- you're right. I should just report the facts and not put my opinion. You're right. Has, has. Uh, but okay. The only thing in the shaker bottles that Rich drinks is whole milk, I think. Whole milk. <laughs> How the fuck does Mayhem not have Does Mayhem have a supplement? Uh, I don't know. You know, I was, uh, I don't think so. Maybe it's just uh, there needs bison to be a meat. Fr- there needs to be a froning creatine. Uh, Advocare. Do they, do they sell creatine? Hey, whatever happened to Progenics? Remember that was like the most dominant supplement for 2000. I know it was because of Strongman. They they sponsored Strongman. Progenics did, and then they stopped sponsoring them. They just went away. Hmm. Progenics. Seven. Do you know where um, the owner got the in a really bad today? accident? Say that again. Do you know we're cover- covering both the men and the women today? I didn't. Does, are you telling me that we need to get on it? Who is the third person on your uh, hit list? Oh, uh, Guy Malheros. You know anything, John? He's not doing rogue. <laughs> He's not doing rogue. Yeah, that's, 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 that's what we know. <laughs> but do we know why? Because Marbell Spin is saying he would, visa uh, issues, but he would place too high in rogue, and everybody would have unreal expectations for the games. No, no, that's, no. That's why. Uh, in the comments there, Barbell Spin says it has to do with visa issues. Um, he has been that 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 guy has been pretty uh, in tune with athletes and trying to find that stuff out. He was the one who reported uh, Ellie Turner having visa issues that were, and he also reported that those were resolved. Um, so I would take his word for that. At so this point. I'm guessing he he went back to Brazil after the games. Dude, uh, listen to Brian is not uh, Brian. How are you like? Yeah, it, I guess they say it's these issues. You gotta believe him. I guess. I mean, you don't sound like you believe it, but you want us to believe it. Uh, it's. I don't know. I mean, it's weird. It's weird that uh, he wouldn't. That he hasn't said anything about it, you know. But he's been pretty pretty quiet in general. Wow! Look at this. Here we go. In speaking with Maheros, maybe you're going to have to replace uh, John or Brian on the show, Mr. Spin. In speaking with Maheros, he told the barbell spin, God, you're such a, look at him talking about himself in the third person. I love it. He currently is unable to travel to the United States of America, the bastion of freedom and rock and roll, as he works through his visa process. From what I know about visa issues in general in CrossFit, if you're a legitimate professional athlete in the sport, you can resolve the visa issues. We've seen it with Sam Briggs, even up to the last minute at the games. We've seen it with Ali Turner just in this past couple months or, or weeks or so. And uh, same with, you know, Guy. I feel like if that was an issue, it's a resolvable issue, most likely, if you wanted to pursue it. Um, but who knows? Maybe, you know, maybe it's a roadblock and he's 
got other things that he wants to do or he's not feeling 100% and so he doesn't want to pursue that aggressively right now. I think if he wanted to get there, he could find a way to get there. Is 200000 no. Let's see. $200,000 a lot in Brazil. <laughs> uh, is $100 a lot of money in Rio? Depending on... Uh, I mean, it's it's a lot. Two hundred thousand. It'd be like two million pesos. Hey, I, I will say this. I I did ask uh, uh, Matt Fraser. I said, hey, I, I just can't believe that um, Mal wouldn't just since Tia's not there, just go get the money. What did you, you say? You asked and, him that. Yeah. <clears throat> and Good. he said, and I paraphrase, you'd be surprised how much money some of the athletes are making. Yep, some small, small few. Wow. Yes, I think the drop off is quite huge once you get past the top five. That that uh, yeah, I mean as as it should be, the the rest of the people fucked them. Yes, yes, I said it. So, men or women first? Oh, yeah. uh, yes. Uh, uh, show. Sorry, I was th- I thought we were done. Uh, let's do the women. Okay, let's, let's do, do the it. women. Let's do the women. Where's Caleb today? Caleb should be doing this, keeping the show on track. Oh, don't post this one. You one where we're go to your side. own uh, to the real Savon podcast uh, yeah. Instagram. Why? What's wrong with this one? It's less informative than the uh, uh, the next one we're gonna see. You saved the good one for uh, the. Oh wow! Oh wow! The blue one on the right. Wow. Wow. Oh, did you know I had the CEO on? Who are you asking? Either of you. You, Brian. I, Start, did you know I was it. on that episode after he got off? No shit. Talked about it? Oh, that's awesome. Okay. Yeah, it's cool. Okay. Oh, my goodness. Look, right at the top. Uh, is this the it, first time you're seeing these? Yeah. Is that Ariel Lowen commenting that's to great. John Young? It is. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. Made my day. I thought she was going to follow me, but she didn't, so. Uh Okay, (laughs) let me just tell you some of the pipe hitters that are commenting um, uh, uh, on this prediction. Ariel Lowen, Chase Ingram, Patrick Clark, Susie Tell. She has the largest collection of uh, CEO shirts in the world. Uh, The Barbell Spin. It's good. This is a good posse. Great crew. Can I, I'm going to flip through this, these cards real quick. Oh, this is good. This is good. Wow. Okay. Can we start at the bottom? Yeah. Let's start at the bottom. Okay. Uh, I don't even know who. Do I know who these bottom? Uh, I know. I, I know the name is Matilda Garns. I know Annika Greer. I don't recognize these six in the um, 18th through 20th spot. I don't recognize their names. And anything you can say to me where like, oh, that this person did this at the games. This person did this at a semifinal. Do any of these ladies have any like notable accomplishments you, so far? Uh, you probably would not know too much about Bailey Rogers or Andrea Solberg. Um, and but I did do I, I put an article out yesterday for the women. I think the men's will go out today that has uh, you know two to five sentences about each athlete, along with a little bit of biographical information. So if you're someone who doesn't know who those athletes are. Uh, just that was the idea where you could just key in on a little bit of what they've done and maybe one or two things that they might excel. Where at. is that? Where is that posted at, at Barbell Bend? 
barbell bend. Did I say it wrong? Barbell. No, no. You you may have. You I may might have said it, it wrong. You may have said it right too. <clears throat> um, it's on Bailey barbell. Rogers is from Oceana. She was she did the semifinal there. She uh, got sixth, I believe. She's been she was sixth this year, seventh the year before, uh, and she had a pretty cool uh, stat actually this year. She was placed between fifth and ninth in all of the workouts. So she didn't really exhibit any excellence, but keep in mind who's competing in that competition. You have, you know, you had Tia, Cara, Jamie, Maddie Sturt, and Ellie Turner, five athletes who we believe all have top 20 games potential if they were all able to compete there. And she's placing fifth through ninth. So she's regularly either in that mix if she's taking fifth or just behind, and she's not showing any weakness relative to the rest of the field. She's consistently almost made it to the games and arguably the hardest women's field to make it to the games. The, the thing she doesn't have going for her is her age. You know, she's over 30 already and she still hasn't had this breakthrough. By the way, I just let, I want you to know, I just let Barbend um, send me notifications to my computer. Normally I would have clicked uh, no way. I just went to their website, fuck off. But since you work there, Brian, I collected, of course. What a good guy. Touch me inappropriately. J.R. Howell, it all, it's almost like they need more spots. They needed more spots, but we'll you agree see. With J, you agree with J.R. You, the field is deep. There's people who need to be there who didn't go. Is that what you're saying? Uh, I'm going to be somewhat arrogant here maybe and say anyone who's thinking that is agreeing with me. I've been saying and writing about this for two years at least in public yeah. platforms. But – that it might change. And this is the thing that like people have to recognize because a lot of people have been messaging following CrossFit's announcement about the season. <laughs> um, thank you, Tyler. And, uh, you know, if Tia doesn't compete and or doesn't compete in Oceana, and if this if Caro retires, which some people are speculating could happen, we haven't heard anything from her, so we don't know. And if Jamie also petitions to compete in Europe instead of Australia, where she's been living for a while, you know, and suddenly those and Ellie Turner, who's living in the United States, but it doesn't compete there. If those four women aren't there, they do not need more than three spots at Did all. Did you say Tia as well? Tia yeah. Petitions you, for yeah. US? Yeah. yeah. All of their people don't live there except Cara. Now, if they're all forced to compete there, then yeah. And they all are still competing. Then yes, definitely. The same things I've been saying for the last three years is that look at their finishes at the games. I mean, between T the ones who made it this year were Tia. Kara and Ellie all finished inside the top 20 handily, um, did very well, and they're all in this field. And Well, Tia's not in this field, but she would be if she wanted to be. And we have these other women <clears throat> that are competing over there that are very good, and in the cases when they have had the chance to make the games of Jamie Simmons and Maddie Search, they've also done well. But never have they been rewarded as a continent or a, or a region or a semifinal, whatever you want to call it, for those high-placing finishes at the games. Instead, they've been penalized. They used to have spy five spots, and now it's been reduced to three. And their athletes are still regularly finishing in the top third at the games. Brian, do you know how hard or how strict they will be on that rule? Do you think they'll be lenient or strict about it? I mean, it's one of the biggest. You know, uh, I wouldn't say. I'm glad the rule is there. What know? rule? What rule? What rule? If you live. So basically, they have oh, a and, oh. and Jason CF Media did a video about this that outlines it pretty well. Several others, including um, Barbell Spin, put out a, a, a tweet kind of uh, drawing attention to the inconsistency with the rule there, or at least the perceived inconsistency. 
It says that you have to compete where you're a citizen, but they also have come out and clarified that there is a petition process that will be made available to athletes and that they can submit a request to compete elsewhere before the season begins. And all those requests will be considered and responded to and known before the season starts, before the open starts. Roman will be allowed to compete wherever yeah. the fuck he wants. Well, I they specifically you. reference Roman yes. when talking about this. They're not going to send anyone back to a, a country that's a, a fucking war. You don't but even if you're from the Ukraine or Russia, you can compete in your mom's backyard in the United States. It's fine. Well, we don't. The, the problem is we don't know what the criteria is and we don't have any real guarantee that will that it will be applied consistently um, because we don't know what it is. By so, the way, I don't think you should unsubscribe to the morning chalk up because Andrew Weinstein is still submitting some amazing fiction over there. And you should uh, you should go over there and read it. Amazing fiction. Classics. Instant classics. <clears throat> Uh, go back to, to to the question at hand. Um, do you think that there should be more people? I mean, you got to cut it off somewhere. Well, it just it depends. It depends well, on so, the rule. Yeah. It, depends it depends how that is implemented. If it's, no, I mean at Rogue, are you saying there should be more than twenty people at Rogue? Oh no. no. Oh okay, then I misunderstood. It's but I but talking I would, about spots for the games. The the I think a better question about the field at Rogue is: Do you like the field better when it was the top twenty from the games, or do you like having five available spots through the qualifier? And we talked about this before. But if you look in the men's field alone, John, who are the five qualifiers that made it through the online qualifier? Um, Chandler, Jorge, Chandler Smith, Jorge Fernandez, Scott Tetlow, Tim Paulson, and there is one more. Right. What about those guys? Those are the ones who made it through the qualifier. Jack Farlow. Did you say Jack, that? Jack Farlow. Jack yeah. Farlow. So you got yeah. Farlow, Paulson, Tetlow, Chandler Smith, and Jorge Fernandez. If you'd invited spots 16 through 20 from the games, you would have Fikowski, Willie George, Travis Mayer, Dallin Pepper, and Spencer Panchik. You tell me which five guys are stronger competitors. Uh, uh, okay, I, I hear you. And I'd I, like to see all those guys compete. But how about Kerstetter at number 11? We would have never gotten Olivia Kerstetter if we didn't have a... Um, well... Maybe. I mean, it, it depends. And it's pretty cool that she's having her pro situation. debut at Rogue. It's pretty cool. Sorry, Brian. Go ahead. But the women's field ended up being a different situation because so many athletes declined. So, yes. And if there were no, you know, were no spots available, you want to get the special invite of Annie Thor's daughter, for example. But of the of the 16 through 20 women's spots, they did extend an offer to Lucy Campbell. She was unable to make it. They invited Danny Spiegel. She is coming. They invited Matilda Garns through the qual- qualifier because she was six but she would have been 18th and got the invite anyway so spots 16 17 18 19 on the women's ended ended up getting an invite as well um just by the way that things shook out so and last year they invited the top 20 from the games so that's the only reason why i bring it up i think 20 is a great number for an invitation like this and you can see the pros and cons of having the qualifier versus inviting those those uh 16 through 20 from the games um would you I'm be opposed to uh, the top 18 and then there'd just be two spots for the qualifier? Because if you take the top two, it would be Chandler and Jorge, correct? Uh, yeah. Let's not swerve too far into the men. Well, I mean, this is, we're just talking about qualifying. Who would be the top? Who would be the two women, Brian, in the qualifier? It would have been Manon Agonis and Olivia Kersitter. There you go. You see what I'm saying? Like if it's top 18, I feel like that's the best of both worlds. I agree with you. I think it's a better competition if it's the top 20 you invite from the games and you just keep going down the list. But I mean, I think you have to have I, a qualifier. I like, I think I you like have that to. there's an opportunity. They didn't last year. 
for but somebody. But I don't think it's a problem. I'm just, you know. I like that there's question. an opportunity outside of what you place at the games to get there. Sure. I mean, especially in the case of both Manuel Angonis and uh, Annika Greer, whose seasons ended for, you know, even in the case of Chandler Smith or a guy like Jorge Fernandez, Andy Thor's daughter, all of their seasons didn't, they never led them to the opportunity to qualify through the games. Two of them competed on teams. One of them had an unfortunate medical something at semifinals, and the other two screwed up the quarterfinal submission windows. And yet they were all able to have this opportunity. So that's not, you know, the reason why the qualifier is nice. So people who have just got here, I got attacked by fire ants. That's why my eye looks like this. <laughs> I wish that was a joke. It is not. I, I slept in a pile of fire ants. Yeah, he has pink eye after I sat on his face. That's I like that. It's disgusting. Uh, why not invite Olivia? She is rogue branding as it gets. You are shooting yourself. No, no, no. But, but you have to have some criteria for inviting. Plus, Olivia is going. I don't understand. I don't think there's anything wrong with her proving that she's fit enough to be there. There's nothing wrong with that. Okay. So when you look at number uh, 15 through 20, you guys have the same people. You think that the same uh, shitbirds, you guys agree on that, the the bottom half. I mean, the women's field is, uh, it's, it's. How is man on Anganese getting here? I don't think she's vaccinated. How is she getting here? That's outside of our area of expertise. Okay, fair. Uh, oh, and even 50, so so Annika Greer, uh, Anna Manganese, Carolyn Prevo, Andrea Solberg, Matilda Garns, Bailey Rogers, you guys all have 15 through 20. Where it gets, starts to get weird is you have two really high-profile games athletes at number 14, and John Young has Danny Spiegel at 13 going to basically what is the strongman version of the CrossFit Games. Is, has John lost his mind? John, did you see what she did to the sandbag? I saw that, and she'll be really good in one event. Wow. Do we know what the events are? No. Uh, Brian, uh, t- tell me how, how, how bad he is putting Danny Spiegel and Emma McQuaid, who both proved themselves to be strong as shit um, at the CrossFit Games. I think, are you ta- talking about Jack and Dahlstrom? Who, who, the who last two standing in the sandbag were Danny yeah. Spiegel oh, and Jack Right, and right. Sorry. Yes. Thank you. Her. Yes. Thank you. Well, you see that I have Jack and Dahlstrom only one spot different from John. <clears throat> Jacqueline was last place at Rogue Invitational last year, and she had a pretty poor overall performance. Her her best event finish was 10th, and she had three 18ths and a 17th out of 20. So it wasn't very good. But there's a huge amount of women that were competing at Rogue last year. Tia Toomey, Haley Adams, Kristen Holta, Carrie Pierce, Mal O'Brien, all of those are in the top eight. They're not in the field this year. Emma Carey, Chrissy Aramo, Katrin Davis-Sutter, Emily Rolfe, Sam Briggs, all were in the bottom 10, but also not in the field this year. So the women's field overall is not as strong as it was last year at Rogue. And therefore, I think Jacqueline will move up quite a few spots relative to some of the athletes who made it through the online qualifier. Danny Spiegel interesting case uh danny spiegel where she only competed in rogue one other time it was in 2019 which is the first version it was a live version and you know she's had her, some, her ups and downs since then but she in that competition specifically had ups and downs and it wasn't what john was saying where she only had one good event finish she had three top fives but she also had a 20th and a 16th and then she had a couple in the middle so she's got a little bit of everything but a little bit of everything is um better than 
not having those top five finishes. And I think that against this field, she will have the opportunity to have at least two top five finishes, which will keep her in contention for a top 10 spot. And I, and I don't, I don't disagree with that. I, I probably do have her a little bit low, but I know uh, Guy is so good because he's athletic. It's not just the strength <laughs> events. It's anything being athletic. Guy is going to be in the top three, at least. I don't Who? see this. Guy? Who? Yeah. Mount oh. Harris. But I, and like, like he's, I kind of, I'm saying that because he's the strongest guy. Danny Spiegel is the strongest girl. I don't see her in the same athletic realm as far as getting three finishes as a top three. She will have a couple events where she's great. She'll have one event where she wins easily. And then I, the rest of the, the rest of the events, she's going to be bottom tier. And she, she is so, rely are whatever the events are they're going to affect her the most because the events could stack up really good for her or they could stack up really bad for her she's so event reliant on where she places in rogue and when the events come out i can almost guarantee you where she's going to be on the list where regardless if it's 13th or if it's 9th when the events come out you can basically tell where she's going to be just by what the events are would you disagree brian no, I mean, you, if you just look at her finishes from a more, much more relevant competition, which is this last year's CrossFit Games, obviously she had a first. She also had a second, seventh, eighth, fifth. She's got this potential to be very good against the best woman in the world in several events. But she also had a 29th, 29th, 30th, 33rd, 22nd. You know, so she's going to have just as many good as bad. But I would say that you want the athlete that's going to have just as many good as bad over the athlete that's just having everything 9 through 14. Uh, give me one second here. Let's uh, uh, go through these really quick. Uh, Brian, do you think that Sevan thought he was uh, in a job interview yesterday? Maybe. I mean, he put on his best uh, or his worst, best or worst shirt. I'm not sure how to c- classify that. Uh, Alex, uh, person, real question: Is John Young uh, qualify for the fittest experience, sitting 40th right, uh, 40th place right now? Is that an event? The fittest person? Yeah, I got to be top. I got to be top 60 to uh, make it to the make it to the show. So it's looking good. Um, I don't know. We'll see. This is the last day to submit your scores. And then we have a whole nother week of events, but, um, I'm, I've redone a couple and my score is much higher than it is in the scoreboard. So I just haven't submitted it yet, but, uh, I'm happy with week one. Uh, she won't be at her best. She's been on, uh, she won't be at her best. She's been on vacation. And then, uh, for the win, Jason Miller, Danny's also been gallivanting. Wow. Jason. That, that that has a por- porno- porn- pornographic component to it, I think. Uh, Danny's also been gallivanting through Europe as well. Uh, any truth to that? That she's she's not taking it serious. She's not on her A game. Well, I mean, you know, the athletes do take trips. A lot of the athletes like to take trips after the games for a variety of different reasons. I think that's a healthy thing to do. The body needs a, ch- a chance to recover. Um, I could say the I think same she's- with Haley and Mal. And I think, yeah, but they're not competing in this competition. And I I think that she's, I think that she's still training, you know, she's still working out a majority of days over there. And when you have the, like the level of fitness that these athletes have, you can, you can take some time off, you can do a little bit of maintenance work, and then you can spend, you know, four to six weeks building up for this thing. Feldner's doing the same, basically. He just didn't take a trip to Europe. He just went home and and spent some time with his family and his job. Uh, It's not a concern to me. I mean, clearly, we're, we're not seeing the, the photos that Vellner posts do not look like gallivanting. 
What do you mean? He's gallivanting through the woods with his son and his dog. He's, he's, there's no guy. Oh, what days are the competition? Is is it Friday, Saturday, Sunday event? October twenty eighth through thirtieth. Okay, uh, Jr. has an interesting post here. I think the Thursday event will beg to differ. There is a rumor that there might be an event on Thursday. Rogue has announced nothing about it, so I'm not going to speculate any until they do. All right. Well, oh, do we know when the athletes get there? Uh, usually they you know get there a couple of days beforehand. I know last year they had uh, some ceremonious things with athletes getting hats and cowboy boots and whatever. So oh right, I would guess Tuesday or Wednesday, majority of the athletes will arrive. Right. I need a stairmaster. I really want a stairmaster. Have you guys ever been into a, any any gym where there's a stairmaster? Any CrossFit gym? That's not a cross, not a CrossFit gym. They're the real deal, though. I really so, want one. Go 40 minutes on level 10. Uh, it, it, Fraser has one. That's why I want it. I'm a sucker for that shit. Okay, let's talk about why uh, Brian has Ariel low and solo. Uh, yeah, let's talk about that. And, ta- and uh, I, I, mean, I got to go peek at the next page. I got to see Bri- what Ellie. Brian, Ellie- why, why do you hate Ariel Lowen? Oh, good good question. <laughs> Hold on. Where I want to see where you have her. You're, okay. Hey, here's the thing, man. Well, uh, go ahead, Brian. I, I I think that some of us are kind of scarred by Ariel Lowen two years ago when she said that she's just going to the semifinals to get that plaque. And so it's always like that always kind of you hear that in the back of your mind that she might not be taken serious, even though since then she's she's proven herself. She certainly has. And there's uh... if anything, I would that would make me think the opposite because she wasn't even thinking she was good and then she won now she's training because you think she can win you know her you know place better there are i mean there are definitely a few athletes on this list where just based on the stats that i you know that i looked into the research and whatever um that you, you know you i can make the argument that they're out of place and ariel's one of those i think that based on her entire resume uh over the last two years a more appropriate position for her not considering anything else would be ninth or 10th instead of 14th where I have her. Um, But this is like a conversation that I think actually Chad Schrader Schroeder wrote, uh, I quoted him in this in our article leading into the games is that sometimes coming into a competition, you can see all the stats, all the stuff on the paper and you just have to go with uh, a gut instinct. And that's what I'm doing with Ariel. And then when we get to the men, there's basically one other person like that where all the stats support a higher finishing place. And I just have a feeling they're going to do worse. And sometimes uh, that's, you know, how you make a decision. And there's not a great, stati- there's no, the stats that I could pull up for in, to, for Ariel would support the position that John has her and not the one that I have her in. Uh, he called her Ariel. Are you okay with that, John? Uh, you should ask her if she's okay with it. I think it's her name. Don't tell me what to do, John. Uh, 33 minutes and you have to pee. No, I'm squirmy-wormy because last night before I went to bed, I ate like a pound of um, maybe two pounds of macadamia nuts. Oh, my God. And, and I probably have to take a massive shit at some point. I mean, and it's just not ready. So now you know. Two pounds? I don't know. I'm not exaggerating. But like this much, however much this much is, like five huge handfuls just like pushing is it that- in my no, it's not, it's not. No, no, it's stupid. But I got off the podcast last night, and I, and I was just—I just—I was so excited. And I, I ate. Uh, Ellie Turner and Olivia Kerstetter and Emma Lawson, three—I I think three of my um, my favorites going into the twenty uh, twenty-three season. 
favorites what's in that regard. What's fascinating about all three of these girls, I think that every time we see these three ladies for the next three years, they will be significantly better. I think normally when you see athletes, they've hit glass ceilings or they're very close to the top. I think these three, I, I, I think it's, it's um, you never know where they're going to finish. They're so untested. Please speak. As far as improving their place, I mean, Emma Lawson has a really tough way to go if she's going to improve a ton. Because I, nobody saw her coming in uh, fifth. Didn't she come in fifth or sixth. fourth? Sixth? Sixth. No, nobody saw her being that high on the leaderboard. And I don't mean, I think that's going to be really, really hard to top. Uh, and if she does, if she does top it next year in 2023, she will be in that tier of podium athletes with uh, Laura, Gabby, Haley, Mal, and then Emma. And I think that'll be the tier. Um, and not counting Tia. Like she will be in that tier of will this person podium probably every single year she competes if she does repeat what she did in 2022. Uh, what about, is Daniel Brandon in that tier? No. Uh, Brian, uh, I, I really like the way John worded that. Do you like that grouping? Those are that those are those kind of those horses run together in the field. Uh, I think they might. There might be some separation that's uh, created over the next two years uh, from a, a couple of them pulling ahead of the others. But in the, we'll get to some of those uh, in the top ten. But uh, in case of Emma Lawson, I have her significantly higher than John, and the, and I understand his ranking here because. If you look at her games performance, it was um, kind of the inverse of the Laura Horvath and similar to Ricky Garrard, which started off really well, did very well on some of the gymnastics and endurance tests and tapered off towards the end when the strength was more of the deciding factor in workouts. We saw that the alpaca, the back nine, the sandbag, <clears throat> that those are some of her worst finishes. However, it felt her debut in the individual division feels a lot to me like Haley Adams' debut. And even though Haley did it in a different structure of a year, um, you know, I think the question was after that, you know, how would she do in another competition like Rogue? And then when we started to see a pattern of, of Rogue over time being this kind of strength dominant event, we saw, ah, well, that might hurt Haley's performance relative to the other women. But it didn't, it, it didn't really hurt her that much. She was still able to finish fifth and eighth in uh in the last two years the two years she competed at rogue no, if, if anything it cemented her she's always going to be top five in whatever competition she's in and i and i feel the same way with emma it's almost like like when medeiros won the first year in the crossfit games i didn't think he was the fittest guy in the world once he won rogue i did i was like there's he's above everybody and um i would feel the same way with emma if she gets you know top eight at Rogue, then she will forever be top 10 material in my eyes. But I have to see it at a competition that is not going to be geared towards her strengths. Right. And what I'm saying is that Rogue has not, was not geared towards Haley's strengths last right. year. And she right. did have a second to last place finish on the lifting event. She had two other finishes outside the top 10. She still finished fifth last year at Rogue. And I think we're going to see something very similar from Emma Lawson where her overall fitness and capacity execution and composure and these kind of intangible traits will still allow her to have enough good finishes where she'll be right in that five, seven, eight range at worst come the end of the weekend, even if she does have a couple finishes in the bottom, you know, 
five or something. And I, and I don't put that out of the realm of possibility at all. But yes, I just you do. You I, placed I, your eleventh. Well, I couldn't rank her. <laughs> well said. Bet, betting on that, if that happens, I don't see that. It is a possibility that happens, but until it happens, I can't rank her that high. Uh, Jr. How I have a stairmaster at home. It's amazing workout phrase notes. Please send me a picture of it, Jr. Dear Bill and Katie. Dear Bill. Uh, Lowen is a stat breaker every single time from uh, the numbers guy, uh, Jason T. Watkins. I call him Tyler. Well, I don't know what he's suggesting there, but I mean, Thank basically, you. what I'm I saying is I. that uh, per her stats, she should be probably ninth or tenth on this list. What do you have, John? Like eighth or ninth? And uh, I'm choosing to ignore the stats in this regard, just on a basically on a feeling that some of these other women are going to get her this time around. Ariel Lowen drinks Paper Street coffee. I cannot confirm or deny that, but if she is, stand back. Oh, I did not factor that in. I Maybe I should reconsider. Uh, Emma Lawson is going to come into this with extra confidence. I mean, how much more confidence can she have? Brian, real quick, what about her makes you think she won't be top 10? Uh, mo- mostly other, that other, just than, can- other than a feeling. What what there has to be a reason like why who 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 are you talking about? No, it's mostly Ara, that I think Ara that Lowen. Oh, if you okay, where are my actual? Who do I have in eighth and ninth and tenth? I'll show you. Hold on, here we go. These uh, women: Barnhart, McQuaid, Spiegel, Kersetter, Turner, and Dahlstrom. I just think they're going to do better than than they've done or where than they did Dahlstrom at the games. Where is going to be better than her? We'll see. I'm not sure. She hasn't, she has not, like Dahlstrom has not been able to beat Ariel Lowen yet. That's what I'm saying. Like, I understand why you have Lowen ahead of Dahlstrom. I don't have great stats to back up that ranking. It's just what, what I feel like might happen. For, but I, I feel that these other women, Barnhart, Spiegel, for example, who um, Lowen beat at the games this year, will outperform her at Rogue. Obviously, we both think that Olivia Kerstetter is a bit of an unknown uh, I think she has a chance to beat her as well. I think Elliot Turner is improving. So maybe, you know, probably the least confident of all those ahead of her is, is Dahlstrom, which I have one spot ahead. 50 bucks. Will Branstetter has a crush on Emma Lawson. Yeah. 50 bucks. Hard crush. Hard, hard crush. crush. Hard hey, crush. She's with Jack Farlow, man. You uh, need to pick somebody else. She's taken. Yeah. What about Haley Adams? What about Haley Adams? Will? okay. Uh, can we talk about um, Ellie Turner and Olivia Kerstetter? What a slap in the face, gentlemen, to, or Brian, to Ellie Turner to put the kid, the kid who clowns around with Jacob Hepner and the Corky, <laughs> put the kid, Olivia Kerstetter, ahead of the fucking savage, the up-and-coming great out of Oceana, Ellie Turner. Well, I, I think... I agree. <laughs> a lot of people... Um, Seem to think that I have Kerstetter too low here. John has her, I think, one spot higher, right? He has her in tenth. Yeah. And I think, she, yeah, she's for my, in my opinion, she is the biggest unknown in the field. Kind of like Emma Lawson was going into the games this year. Is you know we're not we're not really sure. Uh, she has on paper a lot of the skills that you would think could translate really well to a performance at Rook. There are a couple things that will probably slow her down relative to the best women in the world that she hasn't competed against in a competition like this yet. Um, so we'll see how she holds up. If there's a long distance ruck run, which they usually have, if there's a big set of strict handstand pushups in the middle of a workout, how she manages that. If it's paired with ring muscle ups, it's a lot of gymnastics in one set. Um, she'll you know who will crush strong. a ruck run is Ellie Turner will crush a ruck run. Crush. And we're likely to you see know, one. You know Go ruck is a sponsor. Who? Oh, not the, that. That's why Ellie Turner, man. She is. Uh, she's. 
What's what what what's Ellie's weakness? What's her what's her what's her Achilles? She's got to have something. So what did she shit the bed on at the games? She got like some thirty. Bye, John. Don't come back. What happened to him? I don't know. I don't know. He got nervous. He, just, he probably hit a button. Uh he didn't like Will's comment. Hurt his feelings. John, why are you winking at me? I mean, the thing is, when you when you look at Ellie Turner's finishes at the CrossFit Games, there are a couple good good performances. She obviously had a win this year in the hat trick event, um, and she's got an incredibly fast cycle rate on wall balls. The dumbbell snatch wasn't heavy enough to really slow down any of the top women there, and it just came down to cycle speed on wall balls. She was able to get that event win. I don't know that there's going to be a lot of competitions where your cycle rate rebounding out of the bottom of a wall ball is going to be the deciding factor in a workout. She also did well on the alpaca event. Dude, kind of- what I think that's a little, uh, she, she snatched those dumbbells. Like it was her. Most of the like, women did that. She was okay. pulling ahead of them on the wall balls. If you watch that workout okay. back her and she's, it, she posted a video maybe a month ago about she was doing two for one wall balls where you squat twice into a wall ball. That's like, I've tried it before. I have slow twitch muscle fibers. It's very hard for me. She makes it look almost effortless. I mean, it is so fast. Her, her and Guy both, getting out of the bottom of the squat. And I know that they manhandled the dumbbell. I'm telling you, others also manhandled the dumbbell. Others could not squat as fast as them in the wall ball. Okay. I'll so that's, so she, but she yeah. got the event win. I mean, an event win is an event win. She had to do a clean run and good rate execution on that workout three rounds in order to earn the win. I'm not saying it's bad. I'm just saying that that's a specific skill set that I don't know is going to win you an event at many competitions where wall ball speed will be the, a, a deciding factor. She did great on the alpaca event. If it had legless rope comes in it, we don't know. But what it tells us is that this grunt work, pushing sleds, moving kettlebells, odd objects, she's very good at that. She had a lot of event finishes, 20th to 35th in that range at the games, um, and not as many up towards the top. So I think she's improving. Her her improvement, her overall performance at the games in 2022 was better than 2021. She moved up, I think, eight spots over those two years, uh, which is a, a nice uh achievement of course i think she's going to continue to improve next year at the games uh more than likely and i but and i think she'll do okay at roke but it's going to be you know it's it's not that easy to crack the top 10 here where where she struggles is on her hands which is which is not a bad place to struggle because it's only going to affect one event she's not the best handstand walker any handstand walking event she tends to struggle with and then handstand push-ups i think that was her worst event was the handstand push-up one at the games um, but that's only going to be one event. And the people who are going to struggle on that as well is Olivia Kerstetter and Laura Horvath and Danny Spiegel, all people who are kind of her similar body build. Um, they all struggle at that too. Has there, ever been a handstand, has there ever been a handstand walk at, at Rogue? I don't think so. They always I don't have think strict so. They don't push-ups. have, yeah. It's always strict handstand push ups, yeah. And if you look, I mean, I, I put an article out, I don't know, a week or two ago about predicting the rogue programming. Through three seasons, it's very predictable, more predictable than almost any other competition. Will they deviate from that in year four? Maybe. Will there be more events? Possibly. Will there be different implements like a handstand walking that we haven't seen in three years? Could certainly be. But based on the history that they've programmed there, it is pretty helpful when trying to assess these athletes' potential performance. Because like John said, they've had strict handstand push-ups three years in a row in uh, in big chunks the last two years in the middle of a chipper. They've had ring muscle-ups regularly. They've had burpee pull-ups regularly. They have not had chest bar pull-ups. They have had rope climbs and they've been able to do a live competition. 
you know, they've, they're always using an echo bike in a power output, not an endurance style. They're always using the rower or, and the ski erg in more of those, uh, in a chipper format or in a rounds for time format. So there's very like specific things. They love the 21159. They like to run with the uh, weight. They like to carry objects that are odd objects horizontally. So we, you know, we've seen this pattern over three years with all of these things. Uh, I'm curious if, you know, they'll stick to those things or if they'll deviate from them in some way, I think we'll probably get a lot of similar and maybe one or two things new or different than they've had in the past. Um, John, do you see anything on his list? That's just absolutely ridiculous that you're like, wow, Brian really fucked up here. Um, other than arrow low and we've already talked about, Oh, we okay. already talked about her. Uh, Olivia, I agree, is the biggest unknown. It's impossible to know where she's going to place. It's it's really a shot in the dark. I'm rooting for her, so I have her higher than Brian does. Brian doesn't like her very much, so that's why he has her at 11. Um, <laughs> and, man. Uh, and, yeah, man, other, other man. than that, Ariel Lowen is where we disagree the hardest on. Um, but he has fire. Uh, he has fire amp uh, venom coursing through his brains. Brian, give him, cut him some slack. He's in a dark place. Yeah, I mean Lowen and Lawson. Those are the two biggest. Uh, yeah, so Lawson for have. me. Lawson for me, and Lowen for him. Yeah. And if I was objectively betting, I would bet. I would bet on John's placement of Lowen and my placement of Lawson. Uh, do you see anything um, uh, hair brain uh, placements from John Brian when you look at this uh, eleven through twenty? Is there anything you just are like, wow, like? I, I'm so disappointed in you. I thought more. Uh, of I think he's. I think he's low on Lawson and Spiegel. Obviously, um, we we talked about both of those already. Okay. Uh, moving into the top ten. Uh, interesting. I, I guess I wasn't paying attention. I didn't even know Cara Saunders was going. Yeah, she's uh, pretty under the radar at this point in the women's field. You know, she had a- I, even in competition, she's kind of under the radar now. Dude, it's a haul for her to come out here. It is a haul. Yeah, but she's got, I think she's in a good place with sponsors or other businesses. Um, and obviously Rogue also provides a travel stipend for the athletes. So They do? Yeah. So she's probably not uh, spending any money to get there. She's probably able to use some of those things to make that happen. Wait, and Rogue will give him like a thousand bucks or something to like, like, hey, here, put this towards your ticket or, or do what you want with this money? Is Guy have to give his stipend back? I don't know when the stipend is delivered. <laughs> Guy, give your stipend back. Yeah, Guy just hustled, bro. It's all it's what he did there. Uh, Brian, how much do they get? Does it depend on their on their on their on the rankings from your no, the it's ranking on the show? The board. I think. Uh, oh yeah, it's dependent on our rankings. Yeah, dude, that would be awesome. <laughs> Yeah, if they if they if we rank both rank them in the bottom five, they actually don't even give them the stipend at all. Uh, Bruce, you're, I don't know who you're lucky you got to. invited. <laughs> um, I can't remember what the travel stipend is. Something in my mind wants to t- say two thousand, but don't. Uh, I, I I can't guarantee that. I'm sure it's out. Someone probably knows. God, they really they really they really do kill it. Okay, uh, John has Libby Kerstetter tenth, which is uh, basically just one higher than where Brian. Then we see Danny Spiegel comes in. Uh, Alexis Raptus, you guys both have her at seventh. Let's stop there and talk about Miss uh, Raptus. John, you take it away. All right, yeah, she was super consistent at the games. She did much better than I thought she was going to do at the games. I thought the games would um, 
really not go well for her. But like all the new kids, Emma Lawson, Alexa, Alexis Raptis, um, they all did a lot better than I thought they were going to do. And Alexis has one strength that not very many people have. And she is the best in the CrossFit world right now since Carrie Pierce is no longer in the CrossFit world. Arguably better than her, actually. I don't know. Well, she, beat her at, she beat her at the West Coast Classic in that workout in 2021. Yeah, that's fair. What's the was movement? It, was handstand it's, it's push-ups? Strict, strict handstand push-ups. Really, no any, any version of handstand push-ups, she is otherworldly better than everybody else. Even There's, the dudes. Even the dudes. I mean, if Carrie Pierce won Mary, Alexis Raptors beat Carrie Pierce, you could assume that she would be at her and Mary. But um, if there's handstand pushups in the workout, Alexis Raptors is probably going to win the workout. And if, if there's a critical is, component of it, yeah. Yeah. I mean, if it's like a. It's buried. Sometimes they're in the last two years, they've been buried in the middle of a chipper. It is still a, a huge separator, especially for the women. Winning it, good chance. But yeah. Upside down, she's insanely good. Yeah. Uh, Jay Hartle, uh, I'm bored. I'm going to go watch Garage Gym uh, Reviews news video. Uh, Jay, I'm also bored, and I'm going to go fuck your mom. <laughs> Asshole. Anything inverted, J.R. Howell is saying. Well, what, what else is there? Handstand walks, handstand push-ups? What is this guy? Yeah, I mean, handstand walking, yeah. handstand push-ups. But it, like, handstand push-ups go a lot of different ways. Like, Laura Horvath is fine. Unless it's strict deficit, and then she is gone. It's done. She's going to be last place. And Alexis Raptis will is better than everybody at every version of handstand pushups there is. Um, there were no. First of all, how are pistols? How are pistols? Is she good at those too? I would imagine so. Uh, you guys like her? Hey, is she going to be a podium? Is she ever going to make the podium at the games, Alexis Raptis? So the struggle for for Alexis Raptus is that you have a handful of women that are younger than her that are already beating her, and then you and others that are upcoming that we don't know about, like Olivia Kerstetter. But the ones I'm talking about are Mal O'Brien, Haley Adams, Emma Lawson, possibly Emma Carey, and then you also have women like Ellie Turner, Laura Horvath, Gabby Magawa, who are basically the same age as her. So it's a like that range from 16 to 25 right now on the women's side. Ha, like you have 10 women in that range alone that are, you know, threats in, in any competition and especially at the games. So in order to get on the podium, you know, the, the, the spots disappear very quickly. And yeah, I know. And she's only 23, but the people beating her are younger. Emma Lawson is 17, right? Mal is 18. Alexis has to get better than them when they're only going to get better. That's why it matters that she's 23. Well, that's actually, this is something that we don't, we don't actually know yet. You know, has like Haley Adams got so good so fast relative to the women's field. And then has she, she plateaued. You know, yeah. And is that plateau going to be permanent? Mal O'Brien has gotten so good so fast. You know, obviously there's not a lot of room to go up from there, but I'm talking about relative to her own fitness. How much better can she still get? Or is she just going to, you know, it might be a plateau of, of first place or second place, but, you know. At is 20 it, years old, she's just sustaining for 14 years. Not yeah, getting, or will yeah. she, or will these women who are getting so good, so young, like Kersetter, Lawson, Carrie O'Brien, Adams, et cetera, continue to push that bar forward? And and where's the, like, where's the ceiling for them? If that's the case where they're continuing to get better, then that makes it really difficult for Electus Raptus, who's already trying to chase. 
How old is she? How old is Alexis Rapp? She's 23. Gabby's 23. I think Laura's 24, maybe 25 now. Danielle's 25. Like if you look at the list in here in the top 10, uh, you take out Annie, uh, Barnhart. Danielle's like a a mother hen compared to these girls. She's like a year older than Laura, two years older than Gabby. It's ridiculous. And and what's, what's hard. What's also hard for Alexis is that her weakest thing is, is just strength in general. All of her worst finishes were strength oriented. The sandbag ladder, the snap or um, the uh, back nine with all the strength implements and the capital is somewhat heavy at the end, but um, that's all of her worst events. And the women that we have ahead of her, even if she were to get stronger, she's not going to beat those women. You know, she's never going to beat Amanda Barnhart or Gabby Magawa or Laura in strength events. She could beat other people of the field, but it makes it hard for her to jump them in placement. John, didn't well, someone send you a free beat, mic? She doesn't necessarily have to beat those people, but she can't be taking 29th on the strength event or 20th out of 30 on the back nine event. Like those, those finishes need to be closer to 10th, even if she's not threatening to be in the top. <laughs> John, did someone send you a mic, like a free mic, back in the day when? Yeah, when I have. A, I you, have a mic. It's somewhere. You would you sound so much. It? Well, no, not now, not now. Uh, but you maybe take a break the, between the women and the men, and I'll find it. And hook no, it up. no, 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 no. Okay. I just just want to tell you, you're a douche for not using it. Um, let, let let's uh, Danielle Brandon number five. How could she possibly? do worse than she did at the games. How do you not have her in the top three? The, the, this field is easier than the games, right? <clears throat> and both of you made the same mistake. It's disgusting. Uh, <laughs> so where's Gabby? Or where, who are we talking about, Danielle? What happens to someone? I, I, um, what's the distinction between Rogue and the games, I guess, is the thing. Is, is it fewer events and heavier? Does that sum it up? Well, here, I mean, Danielle Brandon is a – uh, yeah, it, what what will happen to her at Rogue is a great question. The, uh, she has competed in Rogue the last two years, and she's placed 15th in 2020 and 11th last year. The 11th place last year was just as good as she did at the CrossFit Games, basically. So I think that, like she made an improvement last year at the Games, she'll also make an improvement this year at Rogue. I The reason uh, to answer your question, I feel that, first of all, Annie being inserted into the field, we can just kind of call that a... In this case, at least a swap for Tia, where it's someone who Danielle has not proven to have the capacity to beat. Last, obviously, last year Annie beat her at both the games and Rogue Invitational, and was you know in a you know very impressive in both those competitions. I'm sure we'll talk about her later on. Then you're you know you're looking at uh, Kara Saunders and Gabby Magawa, who basically are athletes that I think will excel at Rogue relative to the games where there will be a little bit more emphasis on the things that they're better at strength and a little bit less emphasis on the things that sometimes hold them back. Uh, like skills, like skills and, and, and especially for Gabby, the gymnastics. Uh, is Daniel's back? Is Daniel Brandon injured? I don't know. I haven't heard anything about that. Uh, Annie uh, Thor's daughter and Laura Horvat one and two. Um, are, are both you okay flip flopping those? Or are you pretty? Are you John? Are you pretty like certain about Laura Horvat? Are you pretty firm on that? Um, no. This is what uh the year before last was, but it was uh, uh second and third because Tia was there. Um, and yeah, no, no, no. I have no problem with this, Annie. I think it'll be a really tight race between Annie and Laura the whole entire way. Um, Laura should win. Depending on the handstand push-up workout, 
So when we see the handstand push-up workout, if it's something that Laura is going to be last place at, if it's strict deficits, then Annie's going to win. And it's almost guaranteed. I can almost guarantee that. And if it's not strict deficits, I think Laura's going to win. I almost guarantee that. No. Okay. First of all, someone had mentioned here, there were no handstand pushups last year at Rogue. There were handstand pushups last year at Rogue. There were a set of 30 strict handstand pushups. There were 60 total. Oh, there were, there were 60 total. And there were also 30 ring muscle-ups in that workout. Yeah. There's a you know big component of the workout, actually. Laura took 19th out of 20th in that event. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's Annie, very specifically Annie, strict Annie deficit. Sixth. Going into the final event last year, Annie had not finished worse than 6th on any event at all. And Laura had finishes of 19th, 12th, and 11th. I mean, it's not even comparable. On the last event, Laura took 2nd, which obviously helped her case overall on the weekend. And Annie took 13th. It was her worst event of the weekend. But Annie's coming into that event knowing that she's guaranteed 2nd. And the only way she can win is if she beats Tia. I think she had to beat her by 2 or 3 spots in a workout that is about execution. So Annie had to take risks. It's very similar to Pat Vellner, Event 15, 2021 CrossFit Games. He was not going to get any worse than second. His only hope was to beat Medeiros. And when you look at the workout and you see how bad Vellner's finishing place is on there, you just have to keep in mind the context of the situation, which is that the only chance he had to win was beat Justin and have several other people also placed in between him. And Justin was too good on the chest bar pull-ups and he knew it was out of sight. So Pat just throttled back and accepted the second place. And he went for it and risked it on an elimination style workout and took a hit for it, it looks like, with a 13th, more than twice as bad as any other workout she had last year at Rogue, but it was contextual. If you don't understand the context of that workout, then that then you have a question about that. So uh, based on what I well see, I don't think that there's any chance for Laura to beat Annie at this competition. She's too well-rounded, has no holes in her games, and Laura, despite the handstand push-ups, has already shown that she's not as good at Annie on at least two other things last year as well. Wow. I'll make you, you a bet that I'll make you a bet that Laura wins. We can make a bet right now. You don't want to do that. He says she has no chance, but John. Well, then I good. You should have no problem. Let's make a strict handstand push-up bet then. If uh, he uh, is that confident, meaning what? What's the strict handstand push-up bet? Meaning Brian, Brian's, Brian's he knows that I can't do those very well, so he's just making me feel bad publicly. Oh, <laughs> that's not nice, John. We can make a bet. What, what do you want to bet? I'll, you I'll can bet say something about his eye now. You have carte blanche to say something about his eye. Go ahead, Ryan. I have tremendous respect for you coming on the show with your eye looking like that, John. <laughs> yes. Hey, that was that was a, a drop mic moment for a lot of reasons because uh, Brian is very close with the Horvat family. Very close. I should have worn their shirt on my show, on the show today. Very close. I, I mean, he was close before that fucking outburst towards uh, Miss Laura. Laura, when are you coming on the show, girl? Just five minutes. Just people. That's just not, that was not directed at Laura. That was directed specifically at John. And I understand. I, I understand. I, I'm surprised you were that <laughs> confident in this in, the, in that pick. Uh, I'd like to see, uh, Laura. People would like to see you come on the show. They want to see the spark, the fireworks between us. There's a there's a little tension there. Uh, do we want to do the men now? Are you sure you want to do the men now? You don't want to make this for tonight's show. I can't do it tonight. Okay, fine. I've got all here, day. I have no night. Here we go, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, at the very bottom, the dude who carries Emma Lawson's bags. God. <laughs> Brutal. I mean, he's, man, you know, it's 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 the truth, though. I know, I know, it's brutal. Oh. It's it's John. It's funny when I say it; it hurts when you say it. You actually mean something. 
Jeez Louise. <clears throat> well, let's say this about Jack Farlow. Young kid has some experience, strong. has some experience at the games. Incredibly strong. I think he's cleaned 400 pounds. Incredibly nice. How about that? Does he get points for that? Phenomenally nice person. Uh, very driven has obviously a very, very, very good training partner. That's not of, in the same division as him, which is an advantage. Not everyone gets in their training. And, and no matter what happens to him here at Rogue, this is an incredible opportunity for him. Like we talked about, it's really difficult to get into this field, whether you have to make the top 20 at the games like you did last year, or you have to go through the qualification process, which there were a lot of men that you would consider to be fitter than him or maybe have a better chance in this competition than him that he beat in the qualifier for whatever reason. So he did. He took the opportunity, was there, and did well enough to make it. And this is a chance for him to go, you know, uh, unlike someone like uh, James Sprague, who a lot of people would think is better than Farlow, has not had an opportunity to be in an elite-level competition like this, and Jack's getting that opportunity at 20 years old. So there's nothing negative that comes out of this weekend for Jack. It's a great opportunity to you know be in a prestigious event. Yeah, you, you, know, you might take last place. It's still a win in terms of his career trajectory. Uh, hey, honestly, then wait, wait. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead, John. Go ahead. Depending on the events, like he is one of the strongest guys in this field uh, with particular lifts. So, I mean, he could get lucky and get a top three or even a win. Um, and that, I mean, that alone would put him not in last place if that were to happen. So, I agree. It's nothing but positive for him. If he gets last place, that's kind of what was expected. If he doesn't, then he outdid himself. Hey, I'm going to go to the bathroom really quick, okay? Uh, I, fine. Uh, Brian, do you think there's any truth to this uh, um, from Clive McLaughlin? It's an interesting point that maybe some of Annie's skills have eroded in terms of the speed it, it transitions, just the, just the small nuances that, that separate a, uh, an individual athlete from a team athlete. No, I think okay. Annie is totally fine. If she, if she was able to come back from giving birth and being pregnant and all of the things that surrounded that for her, and immediately get back into the conversation at the CrossFit Games. I don't think that having a year of, honestly, what I think was mostly fun training with her, with a lot of other competitive athletes, from what, what I know about uh, that crew in Iceland is that they were all improving this year, and they were having a good time doing it. It was a really good environment for everyone. Uh, I don't think that uh, Annie's fitness will have taken a backseat at all. I think, if anything, that it's uh, maybe even a, a refreshing thing for her body to have not had to go through that individual season. And she'll be excited to get out there on the competition floor. You know, she loves environments like this. She thrives in them. She'll build up, you know, the fans will be going cheering for her, obviously. And uh, I think that this is, look, I do think that Laura might be the fittest woman on earth outside of Tia Claire Toomey, if you were to test everything all at once. But in these competitions, when there's only seven or eight tests, even at the games when there's 14 or 15, if you have the weakness or the holes that Laura has, it can be difficult to overcome them. And he doesn't have those weaknesses. She's pretty steady across the board with the potential to have first and second place on certain workouts. That's a recipe for winning a competition. I tell you what, I tell you what, Brian, as I was peeing, I thought of what we could do. Um, if, uh, if Annie, if Annie wins, I will run five miles. And if Laura wins, she has to do a hundred handstand pushups for time. Kipping. 75. Just come on, just do a hundred. No, but I don't want to do that to myself. Oh my God. 10 miles. I'll run 10 miles. <laughs> Ooh. Oh my goodness. Uh, 
I'm, I'm, I'm shocked here. I am just shocked to see a, a Nick Matthew, Saxon Panchik, Noah Olson, Yanikoski, all on the shipbird side. Well, I think only one of us has Noah Olson on the shipbird side. Yeah, you. But 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 he has Nick, <laughs> he has Nick Matthew, Cole Sager, and Yanikoski. I mean, I have Nick in eleventh, so three spots higher than him. He's who got, Sa- over, he's got who Saxon. Are Rich and Matt him. doing individual? Who is so good over there that, that Saxon can't make it? These guys. Wow. Holy shit. Wow. <laughs> it's a ve- this is uh so when I put the men's rankings out last night, and I the article hopefully will be dropping today similarly to give you a profile of some of the athletes if you don't know a lot about them. Um Justin Kotler and Ricky Garrard and Kiefer Lamani, who's his, his uh, number two coach over there. No way Jorge Fernandez finishes that low. I don't know. I think he's got to be talking about He's Charles. talking about me. He's got to talk about me. <clears throat> we'll talk about Jorge in a minute. Anyway, they were getting into the comments a little bit. And what Kiefer said is that this is just a tough field. This is a tough field. I mean, yes, we're talking about <clears throat> the bottom half of this competition. And you have guys with multiple top 10 finishes some of them with multiple top five finishes in Sager, Saxon, Noel, Noah, and Yonikoski, who are all you know showing up here. Obviously, he has Noah a little bit higher, but uh, that's what's that's what it is. There's so many good men in the individual field this year. The only one of the top fifteen that's missing is Gee. We replaced him with Hapalainen, and uh, it's like I talked about going into the games for the men's field. You could be getting fitter and still be doing worse in competitions in the men's division right now. The top t- 14 of the top 15 from the games are at the Rogue Invitational this year? Yeah, it's legitimately like we're going to watch the games. Like the parts that we like to watch, it's uh, mini games for the men. It's going to be amazing. Wow, wow. Okay, and it's and that goes back to Jack Farlow. What a stud he is to be with this crew. Is this Jack Farlow's coming out party? It's the biggest state. I mean, he has competed. I think he took sixth in, in, in 2019 in the teenage division, 16, 17 men or boys. Uh, so, yeah, in terms of individual competition, this is without a doubt the biggest stage yeah. he'll have competed. So he's freaking out. He, he was ninth he at be. Atlas. What'd you say? He should be. Is that what he said? He was ninth at the Atlas game as a semifinal. No, he should not be. He should be excited. It's just a great opportunity. Oh, you There's no expectations out. for him. There's Still no expectations. Out. It can only be good. Uh, Nick Matthew uh, proved himself to be extraordinarily strong, uh, crazy grit. Uh, at the CrossFit Games, and John Young has him at 14th, and you have him at 11th. Mm-hmm. Uh, really? I mean, isn't isn't Rogue supposed to be the strong man? Um, well, you're you are choosing to have basically a myopic memory of of Nick Matthew, and just thinking about one thing. He also did uh, had a second event win on the skills medley, so he yeah. he showed at the games that he has somewhat of a diverse array of things that he can excel at win two event wins. Um, but he's very, he has multiple specialties. Like for, for him, it's just fitness that holds him back just as a whole. Yeah. Then his total, And if we're being uh, super honest, his total performance at the games was not that great relative to what people perceive from him because of those two, you know, shining moments that he had. Because they're remind- so different events, too. They're so different, and he won two. And very, they were very featured events, events, right? Yeah, the skills medley 
had so so many new implements. The press to handstand was something people were looking for. The double under crossovers that he was able to do better than anyone else caught people's eye, especially after women failed to do it. And obviously the sandbag event was the premier lifting event on Saturday night. So the timing of when you excel in these workouts matters in terms of the attention that you receive by doing great in them. Uh, those two things stood out and kind of masked a little bit his other performances that weren't necessarily as stellar. He's very, um, he's just not phased by a lot. Like whatever happens in a workout before or after that doesn't really affect the next workout for him. He's very much a matter of fact, get business done. He's been close to making the games for several years before this. He has a lot of competitive experiences kind of on the fringe of being a games level athlete. Now he's had a great performance at the games. I think that he'll come here. I think, you know, mid pack is a, is what I expect from him. 10 to 12, something in that range. He might have one standout moment, but more, more likely he won't, uh, you know, cause those you think he's going to the games things. next year, Brian <sighs> have to have to learn more about the format um, based on stuff that Adrian has been saying. Uh, He'll be after. one of the borderline guys. Yeah. And the way, and the number of spots that are allocated to semifinals in North America will matter a lot for someone like that. Was he a last chance qualifier guy? No, he was uh, somebody popped, and then he got in, guy. Wow, okay. Okay, excuse me. I hope that's not contagious. Jorge Fernandez, I, now I have to tell you I'm biased as shit because I saw this guy in person a couple weeks ago, a month ago at the ranch. This dude is is gnarly. Yeah, and Actually, I'll, I got I'll to go touch him. Say- He's a rock. It's like hugging a fucking stack of two-by-fours. He is something else. And I... And I'll go ahead and say, like, the stuff he's put up in, like, qualifiers and, and stuff, I might have him too low, but we've never seen him in a major competition like this. So, Yeah, where I, did he come from? How come I'd never heard of him before? Next thing I know, he's at the ranch. Who is he? Jorge Fernandez? Oh, yeah. He, I mean, he was on CrossFit Invictus' team this year. Uh, he's incredibly strong. I think he front squatted 445 pounds at the games this year. Uh, what, John? That's oh, not for strong. team for team for team. Yeah. Yeah. Go, they had an event on. called strong where I think each yeah. athlete had to do a different lift. Were you maybe. just trying to read John's face? Dude, you can't read his face. Brian, he looks fucking like elephant. No, do not so read his face anymore. Do you want me just to drop him? So we only hear his audio. Well, I'm going to drop his video. Sorry. Go ahead, Brian. Do not try to read John's face. <laughs> yeah. Super, super strong. He's done well in lifting complexes. Uh, he snatched 290 pounds in the semifinals, 445 front squat at the games. And we know that Rogue favors uh, strength athlete. So there's going to be some things he does well in. If we're if all things were even here, I think that the most appropriate spot for him in a rankings like this is probably 15th. I'm taking a little, I'm betting on him a little bit here by putting him 12th. I think John is undervaluing him a little bit here at 18th. And so it looks a li- like more disparity. I think somewhere around 15th would be an acceptable place to ex- expect him to be with the opportunity to do a little better than that. I think that's fair. I 100% agree. Who's better? Who is better, Chandler Smith or Cole Sager? And the follow-up question is, who's going to retire first? Over the course of their career, it's not even close. Cole Sager's had a way, way better career uh, for this competition. I mean, just I I just mean like right now, if you we pull them out of their bed at eight in the morning and drag them out to the track, uh, who who's better? Wow. Look who showed up. Holy shit. What's up, Caleb? You guys can't see him. Huh. He's in the back. Uh, look, Cole Sager has 
nine consecutive qualifications for the CrossFit Games, multiple top 10 finishes at the CrossFit Games. He's won semifinal style competitions. He's, you know, he's got some event wins at the game. Like his resume is much better than Chandler Smith's. His career has been longer, better, more accomplished. Chandler Smith has a pretty good resume at Rogue. He's competed there uh, all three times. I think that the only other person in this field to do that, I think there are two others, Cole Sager being one of them and Patrick Valner being the other. And Chandler's placed fifth, fourth, and eighth in those competitions. That's pretty good. Chandler had something seemingly unfortunate happen to him during semifinals that really precluded him from giving his best effort there. Was it heat stroke, some sort of heat stuff? It was the asthma and allergy combination that was documented in in the arena documentary the buttery bros worked with some other company and put out a couple months after that competition took place but since then he did go to compete at can west he won that competition he did this online qualifier he won that competition and he'll be at rogue where he has nothing but top 10 finishes to his credit now i I have said this is a stronger men's field than he's used to competing at i still think that his skill set lines up really well for a good performance here uh, um, is 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 the Rogue Invitational at the same venue it was last year? Yeah, same week, yeah. same same time of year. Yeah, yeah. So I, I do not know what was going on last year at the Rogue Invitational, but there were either someone had spiked the food there with X lax, or maybe the story. But there was a story coming out of there that the, that the pollen in the air was insane. Oh, I thought and they had. Uh, what is it called? I think they had taken the water from Lake Winona and given it to the athletes <laughs> it to, in the hotel. Just, just to put some games authenticity on it. But there were people there who someone supposedly dropped out because their it was allergies. Alex Pino. Yeah. And I think that um I think I think that I had text Shane Orr and he had said, Yeah, there's something going on with allergies there. And that shit could be. Oh, the wheat it was the fields, like the wheat fields were blowing in. Because Valner talked about that, didn't he? Um, cause he was sniffly after the first day. So, so Chandler could be fucked over there. Maybe. I mean, we had, he competed there last year and it didn't seem to be a problem. He also competed at Granite games last year or the previous year outdoors and didn't have the problem. Allergens are, and from my opinion and experience are somewhat random. I lived in Austin yeah, for several years. I agree. The first year I was there, it was debilitating to the point that I had to get a steroid shot in my ass to be able to play for my collegiate soccer team. I literally could not function otherwise and the I'm next year that i went there i was fine oh jay welcome back nice to see you you jerk off <laughs> <laughs> i don't think he ever went anywhere good i was at his mom's house uh okay um and i i'd like to switch over to the uh first page even though we could talk about this shit forever i'm surprised janikowski's coming I think they I think, love Yanikoski. I think Yanikoski and the Hennigers might have a good relationship. Well, like, it's really cool for you. The only time he's competed at Rogue was in the online year. He missed it the other two years. And Yona has this history throughout his career of having these injuries that, you know, he'll have these big ups and downs because of that. So this is a good good chance for him to finally compete live at the Rogue Invitation. It's his first time? Is that what you said? First time live. The only year he did it was 2020 when they uh, did it online. Okay, uh, Caleb, um, could we go over to page one? Sure. Oh my God, John! <laughs> you, you, Justin Medeiros cannot be beat, dude. Do you understand that? It's Let's a fucking see. dynasty, dude. He's, he, well, 
And I'm going to tell you something else too. <laughs> that Ellie Turner is going to Ellie Turner is going to show up too. You guys have it all. You guys have hey, it Brian, all. Hey Brian, you want to you want to make a bet on this one instead of the girls? I'm I'm really trying not to make bets on athletes, uh, and you're putting me in a tough uh, spot here, John. He's okay. a professional, John. He's not a weekend warrior like me and you. He's a professional. He works for like Barbell Bend and the CrossFit Games and shit. He can't be betting. Over under on uh, January 1st by the time that Seven gets Bar Bend correct. Bar, bar, bar <laughs> Bend. I, I think he forever says it wrong. Bar Bend. Says, or over, 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 over. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Um, we got a private dating girls. Any, Jay, Hartle, Hartle. Here's your thing. Run away, buddy. Private dating chat girls. This is for you. So, do you want to talk about Roman and Justin now, or wait for a minute? Uh, let, let's, yeah, let's do it now. I this is. This I just is love that Will put BKG it's instead great. of Bjorgvin. You know, you know his name. Everyone knows who it is. Uh, this must have been hard for Brian because Brian does have some Roman Krennikov love. He's really stepped up his professional game. He took a shot at the Horvats this uh, earlier in the show, and now he's got his lover Roman Krennikov in second. See, I think he's being politically correct here. I think I'm, no, no, I'm sticking to my word, which I said after Rogue last year. Until someone beats Justin Medeiros in a live competition, I will pick him to win every competition he shows up to. And then I, I will do the same that I did last year. Granted, I was wrong and Medeiros won. But uh, he uh, wasn't convincing. I, I hate that he wins and it's not convincing because it leaves me feeling – like he could be beat, and I feel like Roman is going to beat him in this competition. It's a, it's more like Ryan said, it's a feeling. Uh, Rogue suits Roman as long as a heavy snatch is not in there, and uh, I, uh, I think Roman's going to do it. I think he's going to beat him, and it's going to make 2023 really, really fun because then we'll have Roman and and Justin head to head. I think I also- Clive's. I think Clive's comment here, the first sentence is is very fair. The second sentence I, I can't give any merit to. Sevon, you're tripping. Look at Justin's event placing at the games. He's not dominant. Let's okay. do that. Let's do that. Okay. These are his I, I event placements at the games. But Ready? he wins by uh, – Caleb, event placings at the games for Justin, please. Um, he wins by default due to competitive competitors having holes. I don't think that's fair. I don't think that's fair. Listen, I do think he needs credit for how he executes because he's probably the single greatest execution executor at Seven. being as or, good or as Caleb, you can be. Caleb, you need to search uh, Brian Friend Barbend and pull up the article that's called uh, "Consistency, Not Dominance Is." Justin Medeiros' the secret to success. Look at this. I fight with Jay Hartle, and he throws the kryptonite at me, the Armenian flag. You asshole. Fine. I love you. Uh, Caleb, Brian said something I didn't hear. What did you want? You want? What did you want? Uh, oh, it looks like he's got it. He's on it. Okay. There are two tables on this uh, in this article. They're actually both interesting to look at. The first one is going to show relative to other these are all of the people who've won back-to-back championships at the CrossFit Games and their event wins. So in Rich Froning's first two years, he won six total events. In Fraser's and Annie's, they won five each. The others each won four each, Tia and Katrin, and Medeiros has only won one. So this is what Clive is talking about. He doesn't have the dominant gene of winning events relative to these others. But if you scroll down further to the next table, this is what I was curious about. It took me a long time to find this information. So this is basically in the first third, the second third, and then the final of his heat, not the specific event. The event finishes in the overall. 
And if you look at these things, he's almost never giving away positions relative to the field. I don't understand this chart. Sorry. I understood the first chart. What do we tell me? Help me. So for example, overall finish is probably the easiest way to go here. No, what I'm talking about is what John just said is his execution in almost every event at the CrossFit games is such that he starts somewhere and he only gets better. There are small examples like event two there from 2021, where he went from fourth to second to sixth and he gave away a little bit that, um, but if you look at the other ones, eighth, you're six, saying fourth, he improves as seventh, the week fourth, goes. Third. No, but, as the, each individual event goes, this is from the first third of an event. So if it was a three round workout, event oh. number three, for example, he was an eighth after round one, sixth after round two, fourth at the end. Event five, seventh and fourth and third. Event six, fifth and fourth and second. Event seven, fourth and third and second. Event nine, tenth and seventh and sixth. Almost every event for the last two years is like this, where he's getting What's that last column? How come you're not reading the last column? Those are his overall finishes. Because I can't, I didn't know, it was difficult to compare this to someone who wasn't in the same heat as him. When you're on the floor directly- Yeah, when you're on the floor directly competing in almost all of these events, he's in the final heat. There are a couple exceptions. To you're that. saying he's the ultimate pacer. He, if anything, <clears throat> yep. he has the Actually, opposite problem that most CrossFitters have, which has come out too hot. Scroll all the way up to the top, Caleb. The wow. way I introed this article is by going back to the original CrossFit Games champion, which is which was James Fitzgerald, and this quote at the end of the first sentence that he to- that I heard him say when I took the OPEX course live in Scottsdale, Arizona with him, is that the pacer always wins. 16 years later, 15 years later, this is what Justin Medeiros is doing. He's outpacing everyone that's in his heat. He's starting here, and he's moving up and up and rarely giving anything away to the field. This is such a difficult skill to have. It's such a discipline and patience that's required in the first third of these workouts to let those guys go and know that over time you're going to reel them in. And it's like 75% of the events over the last two years that he's done that. And even the events that aren't like that, but are uh, events where you have to not make a mistake. For instance, like the wall ball, a heavy dumbbell snatch event, hat trick. Like he doesn't make mistakes during those. He does. He doesn't ever make mistakes within the workout. Um, and if and I did like write it reps or yeah, go ahead. And so what? And what John's talking about here is that relative to his closest competitors, he's this is where he's winning against them. So it may not necessarily be on fitness alone in a vacuum, but it's the application of the fitness. I wrote an article about Roman and Ricky for morning chalk up maybe a month or six weeks ago. And I talked about that Roman had two areas of deficiency over the course of the weekend. There were two events that he started out too fast and fell off the pace and ended up giving away a lot of points. The most egregious one uh, that's easy to watch if you go and watch it back is elevated Elizabeth. He was in first after the first heat, but with the exception of Vellner, who just absolutely smashed that workout, every other heat winner for men and women didn't make their move until the first round of nine. And then they just hit the accelerator and left everyone in the dust. So Roman mis misapproached that workout. And I think it cost him. Um, and then he also had a few minor execution errors where he also gave away points, hitting one head of the dumbbell to the ground instead of two in the hat trick event, which was, you know, such a small margin for error it had nothing to do with his ability to snatch that weight. It was just an execution error in the moment when things had to be fast and perfect. Justin doesn't have those mistakes. That's why I'm picking him the win. And where and where Justin succeeds in that, somebody like Pat Vellner has always struggled with that. Vellner yeah, same thing from the previous always year. makes some kind of execution error. In Everyone wants to point to the swimming swim kayak workout. Not That's not swim. where Vellner lost. We've talked about this before. Event six, maybe he had to take 
a, a crap. I don't know, whatever. But he came to that barbell ahead of Justin, missed it. Justin hit it and got in ahead of both him and Fikowski. The moment I saw that in the comp, in the arena, and Dave Castro said the same thing in a post game interview when he was talking about the games that year. That's the time that we thought, okay, Justin's the guy to beat here. You know, these little things. Fast forward two events to the handstand walking obstacle course event. Justin made no mistakes. He walked to the first obstacle, which was like 25 feet. These guys are doing it in their sleep. He kicked down. He got back up. He took more breaks than everyone, but didn't miss. Velner missed like six attempts at different obstacles. He's supposed to be and amazing he's a at his hands. He's yeah, a it was an he should win thing. events top three easy on handstand walking. And he all it's almost like clockwork for him to make an execution error. It's and it's it's upsetting because I think Velder is one of the fittest guys in the world, and I think he should win the CrossFit Games, and he, he won't do it because of these execution errors. And Justin never makes them. But all that being all that being said, too, uh, this year at the games, Adrian did uh, through everything, uh, including the kitchen sink at Justin to try, or to the Pacers to try to fuck with their pacing, and uh, and 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 he still overcame. Right? I mean, especially that last event where you had to do the fucking the row in a certain amount of time. Yeah. And that's, you know, the table that Caleb was showing from that article, there's another one that's for 2022 and it's the same story. He's just, he starts wherever he starts and he just doesn't give spots away. He's either moving up or staying the same. I will say though, this does lead to a better finish and a more event, a more event based uh, competition. So over the course of 15 events, Justin will place higher than a competition with seven events. So, like but it depends what those seven I, events are. I mean, I don't it care does, in the it does, field. but there's less of a chance to make mistakes the less he, events there are. He had he has said in interviews that he wishes he were more dominant. Sure, but I mean, this is this is the counter to Clive's point. Look at his rogue finishes last year. These are event finishes at Rogue from last year: second, third, second, first, second, fifth, third. Who's beating yeah. that? I'm telling you, Roman is going to beat that this year. Hey, there's a chance we're looking at the greatest CrossFitter who ever lived uh, compete right now. There was, if there was an air, if there was, any, I mean, you, you, you have see to see that that he highlighted there 75% of the time, he didn't give away even one single position against his field over two years at the CrossFit games against his heat. Yeah, he's dope. Not even That's a single incredible. spot. Every, if he gave one spot away, like on Jackie pro, he was in first after the thrusters, second after the bar muscle ups when he already had the championship. I still counted that against him. 75% of the time, he gives nothing away as the workout progresses. So he has crazy situational awareness of what's going on in the field. Well, his consistency is just un- unreal. It's 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 better than anybody we've ever seen if you don't count Fraser just beating everybody every time. Uh, so uh, do you want to stick with your guns, uh, uh, John? I-, I will say this. If Roman does beat him, it makes the games more interesting. Yeah. Sure. Okay. Let me ask Brian this. Do you think it is more likely that Roman beats Justin or that Aunt Laura beats Annie? Roman beats Justin. So I, despite all of the things that I've said about Justin. Did you Roman, say Laura beats Justin? So, uh, Roman beats. I think it's more likely that Roman beats Justin than Laura beats Ann. Roman is incredible. This guy's fitness is see, scary, scary the way, good. The way I see Roman winning is he's going to have like three or four first place finishes. And then he's going to have three fifth place finishes where Justin will be third, 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 fourth, third, second. And I see Roman coming out on top of that. Dude, this will change Roman's life if he wins this, by the way, if he won $250,000. I mean, the the performance he had at the games was 
was pretty significant. But yeah, of course, this would be a great accomplishment for him financially. He can buy a house in Madison. It'd be the biggest win of his career. I I don't want to say that Roman doesn't have a chance to beat Justin. He his fitness is incredibly impressive, and if you look at the what he did at the games, it was a very 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 elite performance for a first year at the live CrossFit Games. He needs to be a little bit more dialed in. He can't afford to have these little slips, these little execution errors. If he's able to eradicate those, he does have a chance to beat Justin. But until someone actually does that when it matters, I cannot bet against this guy. Uh, what about this? Uh, so sorry to beat a dead horse, but do you think Roman misses some things during the athlete briefing due to language barrier? Get a lot like of in the last event, about- Roman didn't advance when doing his pull-ups. No, Excuse that's – that. okay. Start with the end. You did not have to advance doing the bar muscle-ups in the last event. If you were uh, tall enough where the shorter bars would have affected your kip, they allowed you to do all 30 bar muscle-ups on the high bar. That's why Roman and others that were similar height were doing that. Uh, And no, I don't think that while he doesn't necessarily understand everything that's being said, he has an incredible support from uh, the people who are hosting him in Madison, basically. And that woman is uh, there to translate for him. And she's very in tune with the CrossFit uh, ecosystem competition. She understands all that stuff. So I think he's able to get all the information just fine. Uh, I, I don't know where a regular caller is, but Will Plummer, I will give you 15 seconds. Go ahead. Who do we think wins the log press, Roman or Justin? Please, he's drinking from his Slurpee. Like Will sucking the last few drops out of the bottom of Slurpee where he asked the question. Honestly, I think they're both going to be really close to each other. Uh, but Roman's shoulder to overhead is very, very good. But Justin's shoulder to overhead is also very, very good. So I, I, I honestly, I'm going to just say push. I think they uh, finish right, right with each other. I'm not going to pick one. Great Thank question. you, Mr. Plummer. I appreciate you, brother. Great, great question. Great awareness of how good both of those guys should be at that implement to ask a question like that. Yeah. Wow, look at that. Getting some love from uh, from Brian. I would like to uh, just do a quick uh, intermission to um, show you guys. These are some of the homes that uh, – these are $250,000 and less. Uh, yeah, we'll go with uh, uh, high to low. Uh, in Birmingham, Alabama – God, I can't believe what you can buy there. Look at this, Roman. Three bedroom, two bath, 2,000 square feet. <laughs> Look, at this, Look at this thing. Look at this thing right here. There's the new Krennikov's home if you win, buddy. That's nice. Just had a baby. That's a good You could put a disc golf basket in the front yard, practice your putting. Look at everyone weighing in on their own bias. I love I it. Could, I still have to buy some discs, Brian. Did you say Academy had them? Uh, can we they confirm will. that Brian's uh, podcasting from his Nana's house, that picture and lamp? I know that you're jealous of that picture. That's a custom picture. You can't find that anywhere. Lamp. Yeah, whatever. He'll take the hit on the lamp. He stands by, uh, his picture. Um, and anyone else even have a shot at the, at the top of the podium? What, why aren't we talking about Ricky Garrard, the most handsome man ever to, uh, taking the mantle from rich phoning to ever participate? The most handsome man. So yes, I like him rugged, Brian. I like him rugged. Look like they could wrestle an alligator. Yeah, this is this this should on paper be Ricky's worst event in the CrossFit space. Like he would do better in Wadapalooza or Dubai or the CrossFit Games than Rogue. It rewards power output and top end strength, 
And now that's not all it is, but it rewards athletes of that ilk. Um, somebody like Jason Hopper, somebody like Adler. That's why we have those guys ahead of Ricky. And even though Ricky is probably fitter, I'll even go ahead and say he is fitter. Ricky is fitter than those two guys. In a competition like Rogue, nothing suits him. There is no long endurance in Rogue. There's no bike for 10 miles. There's no run three and a half miles. There's none of that. All the stuff he wins, that he's better than everybody, that's not at Rogue. So that's why we have him that low. Even though he is top three fit in the world, nothing he wins is going to be shown at Rogue. Mr. Friend? I think he will have a one or two events that he's top three still. Um, but I, I, I agree. I agree. And, the events but, that he's was worst at at the games, which uh, are things that are likely to be exposed here. And even though, you know, I think that there's still, you know, he, I don't think he's going to have bottom five finishes on anything. I think he's going to have a couple finishes, 10 to 13. And these other, and there's enough other guys in the field that probably won't. And, you know, it's, it's really difficult at the top of the men's field. You know, we're not even, we haven't even talked about Vellner yet and going into the 2021 games, like, and even after the 2021 games, he might've been the fittest guy on earth. He just didn't execute well. Uh, and basically we're like saying a great performance from him would give him third. Uh, yeah, if Ricky got third, it would be scary for everybody else. I would, if Ricky got third, yes, I agree. He, he would be like right now in my head, I have Justin and Roman in a tier by themselves. And then, it, and then I have like three or four guys who are like three through six who could podium. And it would be that, more shocking if Ricky took third, than Chandler Smith took third. No. That would not be more shocking. Jammer would be more shocking. <laughs> wow. But uh because wow. because you got fit, it's still a fitness competition. It's just strength okay. bias. It's not all strength. But um, okay. but if Ricky were to get okay. third, I would put him into that top tier with Roman and Justin. Let, let, Kate, if you're talking about Matt Fraser, there is not even a Matt is a one compared rugged compared to Ricky. Matt's parents were professional ice skaters. Ricky was Ricky was fucking raised in a trailer fucking park, one of those homes where the truck drives you in. Ricky probably hasn't washed his and hands in twenty years. Yeah, this motherfucker. Do you understand? Ricky Garrard parks his fucking motorcycle in the house. If there was a fucking fight, he will fuck all those dudes up. I'm telling you, you could give them all bats. There is this guy and fire ants would think twice before biting him in the eye. Oh, yes. I mean, and and on top of that, um, uh, he's more ghetto than Justin Medeiros. This this fucking guy is a savage. I'm telling you. uh, And he could be a Calvin Klein underwear model. He's he's everything. When it comes to Ricky in this competition, it's not just about him. You need to also consider the guys that we've placed ahead of him. And we've, you know, we've, we've touched on Vellner. Vellner's career performance at Rogue is second, first, second. He lost to Fraser and he was beating him after day one. He won the online competition and he lost to Medeiros last year. Yeah, if you look at the stats and you look at on paper, both of us are low on Vellner as far as if you look at Rogue and what he's done. And like it, it is, I know it's not considered a risk to put Roman ahead of Vellner, but it kind of is if you just look at it, what's on paper and what they've done in their careers thus far. So if we're talking about Ricky's chances to make the podium, we've already established how good Justin is. 
and has been. We already know Roman's fitness level is insanely good and was better than Ricky at the full test of the CrossFit Games this year. We're talking about Vellner's track record at Rogue being incredibly good, as good as anyone pretty much. Uh, obviously, he also has multiple career podium finishes at the Games. Yes, he had a disappointing finish this year. Yes, Ricky beat him at the Games this year. But the things that will be tested at Rogue and the things that won't be tested at Rogue are likely... Uh, weighing heavily in Fellner's favor compared to Ricky. So then we slide down from there and we have Adler, Hopper, and Quant. And that's where I think that the, the majority of the conversation needs to be had about how good Ricky can really do. Uh, I just want to throw this. Uh, one, look, people, look, 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 look. <laughs> oh, shit. I, I don't even know. I don't know how to make this bigger. How do I make this bigger? How come when I put plus, it gets smaller? Anyway, I rest my case. Seven, put your pictures on your fingers on the computer screen and go like this. Just go like that. <laughs> I, I don't know how they don't have that yet. Um. Okay. Uh. A lot. A lot of good dudes there. Um, we had talked about who who runs, which horses run together. Are Justin and Roman in a in a league of their own? Is this is this kind of is this is this put up or shut up for Pat Vellner? Do we find out where Pat Vellner is in his uh, career here if he's still running with the big boys? And is Jason, yes. and is so. and, yeah. Sorry, go ahead. I would say yes for Vellner. I do think that there's a chance for Vellner to be in the equation in this competition. I would say it's maybe like a thirty, like a third, like thirty three percent chance that he's in contention for first or second with one or two events to go, and it's a little bit more likely that he's battling for the podium spot with one of these other guys uh probably most likely adler uh, in my opinion um, i think if Vellner finishes sixth or lower it's probably done i think if he finishes outside the top four it's not it's a bet it's a bad showing for him he's, like he's fourth not, is the worst he can afford to do no I, but i'm i'm saying like where he's not in the equation yeah. for podium we shouldn't talk about but i would say it's more likely that i feel like it's more likely he'll, he could finish second than sixth. i, I think I he's too. gonna do very I yeah, I agree. And 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 Jason Hopper is, is is coming to prove something. A fifth would be great for him if he finish. <coughs> if he finishes top three, it's it's uh, he he's making a statement. Yeah, and this this competition suits Jason Hopper as far as like all the stuff I said. It doesn't suit Ricky. It does suit Hopper, and that's why we have him ahead of of Ricky. We know there's going to be a high power output event. Hopper will be top two in that event. Like That's a guaranteed top two. Uh, over at the hard work pays off. They got Rob Kearney, the strongman guy. I guarantee they played around with the log. And you think Hopper Young is beyond the shit the bed days? Fuck up, get nervous. I think, uh, I think Hopper is a, I think he's a good, I think he's a good soldier and Matt will never let that happen to him. Hopper's best events at the games this year all feature things that we're used to seeing at Rogue. So he was second place on the Echo Press. Strict handstand push-ups and Echo Bike in short power domains is something that Rogue regularly programs. He was fourth on the sandbag ladder. Lifting odd objects for weight is something we're already expecting to see. He was also fourth on shuttle to overhead, the show, you know, the part B. Uh, Bella Complex last year, he was sixth place pretty at rogue so he has the capacity to move a heavy barbell if that shows up i don't think it's outside the realm of possibility at rogue that we get a heavy barbell for reps and then a heavy log for load or something like that and he could do well on both of those things and finally he took fifth place on the capital 
So anything that's displacement horizontally of objects, which we've seen over and over and over again at Rogue, dragging sandbags, carrying sandbags in the bear head, carrying them on your shoulder, throwing sandbags over hay bales, all of these things, jerry can carries are things that that Rogue has programmed in the past that he's great at. And he had to run three and a half miles in that workout, which for a guy that size, same with Roman, it's impressive that they're still able to do that, you know, and not give away too much. There will be almost definitely because GoRuck is sponsoring them again, a weighted run. I'm sure he's been practicing that and he's going to be fine. So he's got a strict handstand pushups and high volume ring muscle ups. The best thing that could happen to him is that it happens like it was last year where those are in the same workout because then he only takes one hit. He did have three 14th place finishes at Rogue last year. One of them was in the mule, which is deadlifts and burpee pull-ups, where that's probably the most surprising of those three. One of them was on the chipper that had ring muscle-ups and handstand push-ups. That 14th place finish for him in that workout is not that bad. What that tells me is that he actually probably executed that workout fairly well relative to his own uh, capacity. And I think he's improved in those high-volume gymnastics things in the last 12 months. So if even if a workout like that comes up, I think he can do better than the 14th in that last year. And then he he got eliminated early in the uh, sprint-style final with the the snatches and the sandbag and that's to load. His, and that's his execution. Yeah. And that's sort of a random, I'm not like, I'm not looking at that and saying, Oh, that's a big problem for him. Same as Velner. Who, he got Velner got 13th Hopper got 14th in that. It wasn't that they couldn't do that workout just in the moment. They didn't, which is obviously something that's valuable, but it's not something that I'm holding against them coming into this one. Kind of like what we talked about Alexis Raptis, uh, where <laughs> it's going to be hard for her to get ahead of the people already ahead of her. I think the opposite of Hopper. I think Hopper has so much untapped potential that he could get better and better and better. And like, as far as like where people plateau, like we talked about Haley, Haley's kind of been stuck where she's been for three or four years. I, I don't see that with Hopper. I think he's only going to get better as the years go on. Um, Cause there's just the stuff that he is bad at is all easily improved with practice. And the stuff that he's good at is very hard to, to be good at and he's has it naturally just because of his size and his uh power output um anything else on here screaming out at you guys that you guys want to talk about and any other people um we're pretty different on quant i probably have quant too low it was just hard for me to put him ahead of a bkg or ricky um no, I mean, Quant's one of those guys, you know, coming into the to the games this year, we didn't know what, what to expect. And then I think for me, he really solidified his spot as a competitor during the, you know, like a, a legit competitor for top 10, maybe even top five during the capital workout where he just, well, so many people, including people who were finishing close to him come down the weekend, were struggling with that sandbag, Velner and Hopper and Jukic, you know. Oh, he's not going to struggle carrying something. He's He's a grind horse type of guy any grinder workout he's going to do very very good at the the negative thing for him is that he did not do very well at rogue last year he finished 13th with event finishes of 12th 14th 16th 17th and 18th he did have a second place but that was pretty much the standalone and it was in the final so his resume at rogue doesn't from last season doesn't really give credence to the spot that i have him in or honestly the spot that john has him in but i think that he it's, you know, we, we, I don't know about the medical condition and these other things that he's had chronically going on, but when he has shown up to competitions healthy and able to perform in the past two years, he's incredibly good and should not be overlooked. Uh, Who's better, Sam Quant or Jeffrey Adler? If you just put them in the face off, 
CrossFit Games, one-on-one, mano-a-mano, who's the better CrossFitter? I would probably say Adler. Is he Sam Quant 2.0? No, they're different athletes. It's a great, it's a great question. Um, I also would probably give the edge to Adler, but pretty narrowly. Yeah, no, it's not by a lot, especially when Sam's on. Um, uh, I'll come back. I'm mean, gonna have one more follow up question on that. Sevon, who's gonna be on the ground at Rogue? Uh, I know Brian's gonna be there for Bar Bend. All right. Dot com, and uh, and and and. And hopefully we can chat with him a little bit. But the the two two official people will be uh, Taylor Self and J.R. Howell, and uh, we will not be uh, doing any actual reporting. We will just be uh, making sure Bill and Katie have uh, fresh biscuits and water and are happy. That's it. That's our, our goal. Biscuits and gravy, Texas Texas, yeah, whatever, whatever they eat in Texas or Ohio, wherever they're from. Um, I feel like it would be remiss to to not talk about BKG here. Okay, let me ask one follow-up question, though. On the uh, and, and JR and, and Taylor are going to kill it, by the way. It's going to be fun. We're going to party there. Um, uh, what You said that they're different athletes. Just give me one thing, each of you, where they're just really, really different, Sam Quant and Jeffrey Adler, just for, for my own personal interest. Because I, I kind of think of them as the same guys, good at everything, but just strong as shit. Max outlifts. Sam is not strong as far as max outlifts go. Just, uh, so so I'm confused by his barbell cycling ability and his strength. Yeah, he is a, a really, that. really good barbell cycler. Uh-huh. Uh, back when he was 19 or 20, he won, uh, was it heavy DT or double DT, Brian? I think it was double DT. He won double DT when he was his first year at the games, beat Matt Fraser. Um, he's very, very good at barbell cycling. But his, his top max out strength um, – He's middle of the pack, and and Adler is top three, top of the food chain. Uh, Brian, do you agree with that? Yeah, I've spent some time looking at these two guys uh, since the games, and there's um, there are quite a few notable differences. Like you look at even uh, the the starting workout of the games, Adler took fourth on the bike to work, Quant took twenty sixth. What's the, you know? I think that there's some athletes that obviously just don't have any experience riding the bike. It's really hard to watch that event back and understand where Sam Quant gave away so many spots to Adler. It could be the high volume gymnastics. That is also a, obviously a, a significant factor, but it might just be, that he's not very good at road biking. I don't, I, I don't know. So that's kind of a weird one. If you fast forward to elevated Elizabeth, which seems to be a gymnastics workout and most people's performance on that rec, uh, echoed, um, the Echo Press, where they, if they did well on Elizabeth, they also did good at Echo Press and, and the other way around. Quant beat uh, Adler by 21 spots on that workout, 17th to 38. There's no way that the barbell cycling was slowing either of those guys down. So it just came down to the pressing on the parallettes, I think. And then you go to Echo Press and Adler's beating Quant. So when it comes to the gymnastics stuff, I'm not really sure uh, between these guys who has the advantage. What John said about the lifting, yes. When it comes to one rep max, especially barbell lifting, Adler is elite, elite, and Quant is a couple of tiers behind. Who, who went further in the sandbag carry, Quant or Quant? Ad- <clears throat> so uh, odd object displacement, odd object work, Quant, that's Quant where Quant great. will shine. He was better on Alpaca. He was better on the Capitol. He was better with the sandbag. Quant, if you're listening, remember, what did you see what I did there, Quant? You see that? See that, buddy? 
No, specifically like max out clean, max out jerk, max out squat, max out deadlift, max out snatch. If it's just one lift with a barbell of any kind, that they are very different. Uh, Heidi says it's a tragedy that um, that there aren't any, there isn't any beaver uh, reporting uh, from the ground at Rogue. I agree. We, we always take uh, some beaver. We're very open here. Um, so, so whatever. It doesn't all have to be cock and balls. Does not. I will say. I will say. It's not a tragedy. The fucking Holocaust is a tragedy. Go ahead. So ahead, opposite too. Quant is amazing at odd object strength, and Adler is not. Like, and he should be better. Adler is not good at odd object strength at like very at all, considering I mean, how strong he is with barbells. And he's a robot when he moves. I wonder if that has something inverse. to do with it. I wonder if that has if there. Well, well. I mean, he's just so perfect in his movement. His, the, those double unders and, and thrusters we saw him do earlier was impeccable. Yeah, uh, but okay, I, would say Medeiros, I would say Medeiros is perfect in his movement. And what did he do with the sandbag? He okay, moved good beautifully. Uh, we're approaching two hours. Uh, let's talk about Bjorgvin Carl Gudmundsson, uh, the man from Iceland. Um, what do you want to say, Brian? It's, it's actually it's like painful for me to rank BKG this low. That the last two years at Rogue, he's been second place and fourth place. It's remarkably good. He's had an event win each year. He's won the chipper in back-to-back years at Rogue. Multiple top three finishes, mostly top tens, couple just outside the top ten, nothing outside the top 15. He's really good. He's been really good at the games. His consistency has been noted and documented. I've written talked about it. This is the exact example of what we're talking about, which is how good this field is. BKG and from everything I know, came into the CrossFit Games this year healthy and fit and feeling good. And he had his worst finish since his rookie year, which is 2014. And he was fit, probably fitter and healthier than he was last year. So this is not saying that BKG is getting worse. This the is saying the field is, is moving saying Adrian's forward. programming fucked him. Nope. Oh. The field is improving. He might do better than this, but it's... It's this hard. And when we see these people in the comments that are saying, oh, the disrespect for this person, how could you do this to this person? You cannot, we, how many times do I have to say this? You can't put five guys in third place. You got to pick one and move on. And yes, someone's going to be a fan of Quant. Someone's going to be a fan of Gerard. Someone's going to be a fan of BKG. This is this realm that John's talking about. You have Justin and Roman right now. Everyone else there that's three through eight on this list, those could be interchanged for sure. I put Valner as like a tier of his own right now. And then this maybe, competition is maybe, but three of these guys beat him at the games and we yeah. can't discount that. So he needs to, you know, his, his career resume is definitely better than anyone else on that list. BKG is second best for sure, but all those other guys are coming and they're coming hard and they're coming strong and they're coming really, really fit. So it's going to be a, a battle. I think it's going to be a battle for every position at rogue one through. I mean, look, look at the other list. We still have Cole. I already talked about this. Like no Olsen, he could easily be in the top 10, but who are you yeah. going to bump out? Most no, people would no say Chandler Cole, Smith. Like, got just passed up, like, it, like badly. Because um, they've always been in that. They were the five. They used to be the five through eight category. We and, never even went back at once to look at the second and they, page. And they That's just how good jumped. these first page guys are. And, and Lazar is in the same boat Lazar, for B, as BKG. Like, Lazar, I had him at eighth. And I'm like, man, that feels low. But then you look at who's ahead of him. I can't put him ahead of those guys. You know what I mean? This is this, the eighth this, fittest person in the world. 
This comment sums up men in their totality. There's two women in the chat just having a discussion, Heidi and, and Renee, and some they just and some dude ch- chimes in. There should be a bikini wrestling match. Like that's where guys just take it immediately. Disgusting. What's this world come to? Um. Okay. Uh. Any anything else we want to add to this? Great list, guys. This is awesome. What's What's our next show going to be about? When is Rogue? What's today? Eighteenth. It's in twelve days. Yeah, uh, I mean, do you want to do hopeful. one when they announce the events? Yeah, I'm hopeful that there will be some event announcements and that we can talk about that. Okay, so hopefully next Tuesday, the twenty fifth, this same time, and then and then and then we're trying to get a bunch of athletes on that week, but then we'll build up to it. We'll probably go on. We'll probably when you should expect to hear from us Tuesday, Wednesday. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday on Rogue, right? Starting Tuesday, we'll be off to the races. Stuff will be leaking out. We'll be doing last-minute shows and whatnot, right? Yeah. Yep. That's uh, probably oh, most, most uh, probably. Caleb, can we go run over to Bill Henniger's account and see if he's leaked anything over there just to make sure we're not leaving any stone unturned? They oh. did post something about that platform that we were talking about last time. Oh, that it's been shipped, right? Yeah. I, I did see that. Uh, that that was the, the the roller coaster, right? That thing where they push it up and it cl- clicks into each spot. Uh, no, there was something in that same room next to it that was made out of wood, and it's, it's an elevated platform. <clears throat> this. Oh, and there's something underground there. Yeah. Now the thing that we have to keep in mind is that there are it looks like a yoke. competitions going on that are not at CrossFit. There's also the strongman competition, and I think they posted the strongman events, so we may be able to see if these things are being used for strongman. That doesn't necessarily mean they won't also be used for CrossFit. But in the case of this thing and that elevator, like we talked about previously, they're so big that it's hard to imagine them having multiples of these, which means that it's way more likely that these are implements which will be used for strongman than for CrossFit. Uh, uh, that is something from the t- underneath there that hanging from chains, right? That you would guess that that shot at that angle. So we can't tell what the relationship is with those chains going to the top, but something's being pulled from the bottom there, right? It looks that way. Oh, and there's this bar Caleb's pointing at. That's weird. It's a weird bar, right? It's like, instead of being, yeah, that's a weird bar. Something weird's going on. It's connected to the floor. I think it looks like a deadlift platform. Wow, okay. Or a farmer's carry. Uh, And like I said, the strongman events are listed. Uh, Roman to win, Vellner out of the top three. Love the podcast, Sevon. Keep what you're doing, even if you did let Don uh, fall off the – Dude, let me tell you something. The comments on the Don Fall podcast, I received like 50 fucking text messages t- saying I hit it out of the park and the comments on YouTube. Not that that means anything. Only you matter, William. Just saying. And my mom says I didn't talk too much, which is a one in a million – They have events for strongmen, which are called the Tower of Power. Deadlift for reps could be on that platform thing we were just showing. Okay. They have another one that's called the Roga Coaster Pull, 54 foot, I think, incline pull. Oh, shit. Those guys are going to stand uh, at the top and pull that thing up? That's the the roller coaster one, then. Oh, I never even considered that. They might be underneath it and pulling down as the thing moves up. We're not sure. But I think that those two implements are for strongmen. That doesn't mean they're not also for, for CrossFit, but if they right. were for CrossFit, it would probably have to be in an individual endeavor, not 
you know, you could, if they had a, a bunch of these, you could see them doing a rounds for time, pull something up, go do this, come back, pull it up, do this again. But if there's only one, it's probably for strongman half, you know, half the size the f- field. Do you Who think, the fuck you thinks think? of this? Who thought of this thing that Bill? I can't, we got to get Bill and Katie on and find out who thought of this thing, this roller coaster. Look at those wheels. They have you, something uh, that's called the Cry Bell Ladder. Maybe that's the Sear. Sear. No, that's oh, a uh, that's, that's, that's the one dumbbell that they post. The three. What do you like think a, that that's two sixty that, pounds Sear Bell? Thank you, John. You What do you think that uh, dyslexia is showing up for me? What do you think that bar is for? That Caleb was showing. Show it wow. again. The deadlift one? They have fun. I mean, stone over hitching post, yoke carry, overhead log lift, medley, Husseville sandbag carry, max distance. I can't uh, I can't have that yeah. thing in my house. That that thing I can uh, Dear Bill and Katie, when you're done with the rogue invitational, can you send that roller coaster to my backyard? <laughs> you know what Bill carry. did send me one time. Bill actually sent me the walls. You, I'm sure some of you have seen it who know me. The walls. The first clear plexiglass walls from the CrossFit Games that they did the pegboard on, and I actually have them up at my house. And I cannot believe he sent me those. That was crazy, kind of him. That was a that probably cost a thousand bucks to mail to my house. I'm curious if they're going to have the CrossFitters do the same event as a strongman for for event five, because it's the yoke carry overhead log lift medley, mm-hmm. and so we know we're doing the overhead log. So it'd be interesting if they're going to have all of us do a yoke carry and then overhead log lift and then something else. And it's like a one minute sprint event. You know what I mean? I think that would be really cool if they did. I think, I think it would be too, just a CrossFit version of the strongman event five, like, like lower weights, basically. (laughs) They don't need a thousand pound yoke. No, no, they don't need a thousand pound yoke. Oh my God. My spine. I'm not just saying this because they're my shirts, but if you want a sweatshirt, these sweatshirts are so nice. This is at Life is RX, by the way. The sweatshirts are, I mean, all their shit's nice, but the sweatshirts are like. What's your go-to, what's your favorite color scheme on here? They're the all rain, great. Rain I, I like guy? them. I like them all. Uh, I like the, the there's, they have one that's lipstick that's weird. I'll, let me show you this actually. This, I like all of them. I, I, I like this one. Army this Green. one's. Uh, this one's so weird, this pink one, because it comes with a line in it and you think it's damaged and then you contact them and they're like, no, it's supposed to be like that. That's like the lipstick look. I don't, where is that one? I really did not like that one. Other than that, they're all dope. I don't ever wear this one, Politically Homeless. I never wear that. But everything the black and gold is probably the best one. I don't know. When you get the green one, it's so nice. It's so gangster. I like the army green. The, it's this one, but on the first page with the CEO, that's the one I would go for. Yeah, people like that one, that one too. Yeah, that one's yeah. doing great. I haven't I seen like any of these girls' hoodies my, uh, yet. Hotel room in Austin. Say that again. That one is going to deliver that to my hotel room in Austin. Yeah, tell me, send me, and I will. You I will you would sure. uh you need to deliver it like eighteen days ago for it to arrive in the mail on time. Hey Heidi, which one do you Heidi pick one out of here too? I want to send you one too. It's a travesty we don't have more female reporters. Okay, uh, BKG. Uh, I think that was a little homage to uh, you at the end there. Um, you're making me think he is though going to finish top five. You convinced me that you guys have it all wrong with him. It could happen. It's gonna be. It's gonna be exciting. There's gonna be a lot on the line. Uh, I could see money. BKG. Being good at the strongman implement, he's from Iceland. They do that stuff all the time. Racist, racist. 
Uh, John Clark, buy them at Vindicate. Oh, yeah, Vindicate has great shit, too. All, but I always plug the shit out of them, so I wanted to plug Life is RX. But Vindicate has great stuff, too. Excuse me. All right. Uh, great show. Anything else we want to add? Just back to where we were at the beginning is that you look great. Don't let, these, uh, don't let these guys get you down. Thank you. It'll be Don't awesome. Donfall episode was amazing. Spiegel always closing the show strong with a $20 donation. Um, I don't think that's donation. It is. Don't, don't fuck up. Don't fuck it up. That is donation. Uh, all right, guys. Thank you. Uh, I'll see you next Tuesday. I, it looks like we're going to see a lot of each other. Uh, I'm curious to see how John's eye develops as the week goes on. Uh, make here. sure to make sure to follow John young on Instagram. If you want to get updates on his eye. Um, if you want the events ruined for you, uh, follow Brian. He'll tell you who the winners are going to be. And go check out all his new work at um, barben.com. A ton of great stuff. Uh, thanks for sharing that, by the way, with us today, Brian. That was a hit in the comments. People love that um, that data on uh, just The left or right does. Yeah, that was it, really it, good. It makes a really good point from what you were saying as far as explaining it. Mr. Beaver, 100 burpees for being late. Sorry. Oh, you haven't slept in a few days. Oh, shit. Look.